Welcome to Lightsaber Radio, the most outrageous Star Wars show on the web. And today, we're exploring the influences of Star Wars on pop culture, from lightsabers to iconic characters. Discover how this epic saga has shaped the world that we know today. Get ready to be transported to a galaxy of imagination and inspiration. So without further ado, let's get started. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello there. What's going on, wonderful far, far away family? Welcome back to the show. So today's topic is going to. <coughs> <Yeah>. Today's topic <laughs> topic is me coughing. No, I joke. Today's, so today's topic, topic is, is asthma. <laughs> um, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about how Star Wars has influenced pop culture from the humbling beginnings from 1977 all the way to it just being a global phenomenon. Star Wars has, you know, left some incredible marks on society. Some things that have been this happened, that's been done in a far, far away that just shows how big it has became. Because when I was young in 1977, well, I was born in 1977, but when I was young, you was a <laughs> geek if you was a star. You was a nerd. Only, you know, now you got some of the most glamorous people oh, no, in the you're, world. You're, you're still a bit of a nerd, Kyle. Let's yeah, be I am I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a thing that you you had to be, you couldn't be cool and be a Star Wars fan. And nowadays, that's not the truth. The truth nowadays is some of the most spectacular people in the world are Star Wars fans. We got some of the most amazing cosplayers out there in any franchise. And the things that are happening have literally shaped and transformed pop culture now. Like, it's in music. Star Wars is in music. You know, there's rap references. There's It's in damn near every TV show that comes on. It has literally, you know what I'm saying, molded the, the pop culture that we live in. I mean, you got rappers rapping about Star Wars. You got, you know what I'm saying, major actors that are dressing up in cosplay and going to Comic-Cons and, you know, doing all kind of different stuff. And it has really influenced the way movies, television, and everything is done nowadays, just the, the techniques that they have used. So today, we're going to get to all that. But before we get to that, we have to start off with the Hothbreaker. And if you're new to the channel, it's all a form of an icebreaker, something that we get, you know, used to get our creative juices flowing. And we encourage you to give your thoughts in the chat. So just whatever outrageous thing comes up. So Garrison is going to start us off with a Star Wars scenario. And then we're going to have to come up with the most outrageous response. But first, drop that wonderful Hothbreaker footage. I still love that intro. All right. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a second. I got to write oh, this no. fucking shit down. I got to fix that. That shit bothers the shit out of me. Every, I see what? that orange shit on the top and the bottom. I keep saying I'm going to fix it, but I forget it. And then I don't, oh, the I don't write it down. Fix I still that think shit. It good. Okay. Good. So what's up going on, Chris? What's going on? J-Dog's in the chat. We got Star Wars team leader. 
and Star Wars team leader said, my group is doing a city event next month. We will have a booth set up if you guys want to make some promotional flyers for your channel and send me a copy of it. I'll gladly print it out and post it on the table. Man, thank you, Star Wars team leader. I'll get, I'll get something made up and send it over to you uh, for the channel so you guys can, so you could do that. that. Man, we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. See, we got the most, that's why oh, yeah. we're the, we the outrageous, good we got the most greatest and outrageous Star Wars fans ever. <sighs> so, the Hothbreaker for today, kind of controversial. I saw this thing on Reddit the other day, and I figured this would be a good thing to talk about real quick. If you could choose to get rid of either the Wookiee, or sorry, if you could choose to get rid of the Gungans or the Ewoks from Star Wars, which one would you get rid of? Holy you shit, have to get rid of one question. of them. Yeah, you have to get rid of one of them. You have to I get mean, rid of one of them. You have to get rid of one of them. Well, the only Gungan that was really irritating was fucking Jaja. All the rest of them was like just cool. They just talked. The rest were fine. Yeah, it was just Jaja. But at the same time, Ewoks are like fucking was about to eat people and shit. They were about to eat Luke and Leia and yeah. well, not Leia, but they was about and, to eat Han and. And, and to and, me, like, there's Luke. no way Ewoks beat stormtroopers. That's something that still is like eh, to me. Well, in Star I mean, Wars. they they were they were pretty crafty, you know. They 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 had some good you know old school tactics of you know. I know they were crafty, and, but come on, dude. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think they were gonna beat them with spears and fucking rocks, but you know the big the big things that they made was kind of cool. You know, even the rope hanging up and they, yeah. they fly by and get snatched off that mug. And, you know, you got enough people jumping on you if they're like little people. It's going to hurt. You're going to get messed up, especially if you can't get to your gun. Dude, but, I think I think I honestly get rid of the Ewoks, man. Yeah, because Ewoks are evil. You know, if it wasn't for C-3PO, they, Luke and Han and uh, Chewbacca, they would have got eaten. They were going to cook them and eat them. They're like little furry cannibal grizzly bears or something. Like <laughs> they were not Care Bears. They didn't give a shit. They're not really. The only cannibals. reason they helped anybody is because of C-3PO and Leia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would get rid of the Ewoks, like, cause you you just you wouldn't want to wake up in a room full of Ewoks, cause your ass might you might be missing a leg, yeah. like a bunch of rabid pit bulls or something. Just I think that, your damn leg. Yeah, and as annoying as Jar Jar was, the Gungans I think fit a little bit better in that story than the Ewoks did in theirs. I feel like it just makes more sense. Yeah, it was only I don't know, and, and you know they're more civilized. The Ewoks True. are not really civilized. They're like little no, no. The Ewoks creatures, <laughs> little uh, little bears. And at least you know what I'm saying. The 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 Gungans were you know they were they were civilized. You know they had their own cities and you know their technology was kind of dope. They could live underwater and shit. So you know what I'm saying. I think I I think I, if if it was me and I was going like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get these people to fight. On the on our side, if I was rebels or the empire or whatever, I don't know. If I was the empire, I might get the Ewoks because we just launch their little asses on some planet and let them eat everybody. But I would I would go after the 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 Gungans because the Gungans would be more, you know, they got more technology. I could communicate with them and and you know what I'm saying. We could talk and figure out a battle strategy. So I would think I would keep the Gung. Yeah, I'd get rid of the Ewoks. Yeah. I'd keep the Gungans. Well, like. So in the chat, Chris says Gungans couldn't even beat a droid army while the Ewoks brought the pain to the Empire. My thing is, dude, the Ewoks were like, 
I'm sorry. I watch that to this day, and I'm like, come on. There's no way. Well, it just it's cringy to me, man. It's, and then you got to also understand, you know, the droid army was basically, I mean, it's just robots. You know what I'm saying? They were just marching and they didn't care about getting shot. Stormtroopers give a shit about getting killed because they're people. So, you know, and it was a very few stormtroopers compared to how many robots there was in the droid army. They had a shit ton of them, and it was like eight spaceships that came down. That's true. That's that's a good point. But, you know, if if I'm going to go, because like Jaw Jaw was the only one, and he got kicked out of the Gungans anyway. So, you know what I'm saying? For being clumsy, yeah. And for being an idiot. So, I I would go with the Gungans, because I think that they would benefit me more as, you know, if I was a, a leader of the Empire or anything. Plus, you know, you never know. Shit, they might have Gungan girls. Like, did you see a Gungan girl? Oh, anything? God. No, no. I don't care. No. Hey, but there's you no mean, way. You can make money off of them. That's good prostitution. No. Who's going to pay for that, dude? No. Pick, pimp out Gungan women. No way. Make more money for the Empire. <laughs> no way. <laughs> He's a no way. Yeah. <laughs> Not a chance. What That's if it was disgusting. like a, a beautiful Gungan Jedi chick? There's no way. No, there's no such thing. The Gungans are so gross. <laughs> Might as well just have sex with a frog. Why would, what would you rather have sex with a Gungan or an Ewok? Neither. You know you humped your teddy bear when you was little. He was like, no, oh, teddy bear. my dog humped my teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> my dog humped my teddy bear and that creeped me out enough. <laughs> okay. Not a chance. So <laughs> Chris says Kyle wants to know what the tongue and gung will do. Tongue will and tongue. Tongues, man. They might be able to do some, <laughs> do some stuff with that tongue, boy. Uh, I mean, I'm a creep, so it doesn't not wrong. But uh, so today we're talking about um, what's going on, infected. So if I'm a little bit out of the out of the blue, I, I haven't really got no sleep. Um, I'm work. I've been working. I don't know if I, I announced it really. I've been working on this short film. We're in final edit, and um, now color grading is finishing. Finished. We're trying to get this film into uh, uh, like Sundance and Toronto Film Festival and Tribeca and all of them. So. Uh, yeah, it's and it's not a Star Wars film. Before everybody says, "Oh, you got you're doing a Star Wars," it's not a Star Wars film. It's basically on like a person. It's, it's basically on a kid. He's mixed, and you know he's getting pulled between his uh, one side of his culture and the other side of his culture. He got friends on both sides, and they're trying to pull him from one direction to another. They're taking him, and then his overall the world. He's automatically the minority. Even though he has white in him, he's automatically a minority because of the other race that's in him. And it's it's, it's, it's a very heartfelt, you know, uh, coming into one's own and just understanding the world type of uh, film. So um, it'll be out. I'm, I would like to say that I'm going to give everybody a fucking preview of it when it's completely finished. But I don't know if I can do that yet until I get done, until it goes through the, um, the film festival circuits. Because we're trying to get that done in that, but I am. I do think I got some actors to do one of the Star Wars short films that I got. It's a. It's gonna be. It's a pretty good idea that I have. Um, so I'm pretty tired. 
because like I said, I've been working on this film for like constantly for like three weeks now and spent more money than I ever thought in life that I would spend on anything. But so if I just start saying rambling dumb shit, just somebody check me and say, hey, shut up, Kyle. <laughs> somebody in the chat or something. I'll remember. Um, in fact, it said I made a milestone as a dad. My son has been requested Star Wars every night for two weeks. And his favorite are Empire Strikes Back and the Clone Wars series. Yep, that's that's what we're talking about right there. Get them young, get them hooked. <laughs> Brainwash them young. Brainwash them young, so they'll be Star Wars fans, fans for forever. Um, but yeah, so yeah, if I get and all- then if they ever stop liking Star Wars, you disown them. This is a religion. I'm just kidding. Yeah, this is a religion. <laughs> we're overtaking Christianity. <laughs> we're gonna be the newest religion just that just imagine in a hundred years of like star wars is a, a actual religion dude i yeah probably i can it, see it that can happen you gotta think about it. it's just stories the force <laughs> the force being god you know what i'm saying the pool to the dark side it already is kind of a religion i'm sure some <laughs> people already religion. follow it, it i'm sure some people already big, follow it. it it definitely has a big a big you think about it because if you look at the bible and you like go through the bible and then you look at like star wars it's basically the same story you just wait what's not a chance <laughs> it's basically the same story. not a chance got no <laughs> a carpenter a farmer uh, 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 a farmer some no kid he goes out looking for his father goes out looking for his father you know what i'm saying <laughs> what are you talking about jesus wasn't looking for his father jesus knew his father you know well he goes out searching for the force with some priest what jesus goes to the synagogue and is speaking and the word of his father. At the synagogue. same thing it's all the same it's no the same it's crap. so different <laughs> same crap <laughs> Only the difference is, you know, Jesus didn't find out that his dad was the devil. You know what I'm saying? Darth Vader. <laughs> Not a chance, bro. But it's all based on the I same I think you premise. need to read the Bible again, Kyle. <laughs> Dude, this is, you think about it. What is the best stories ever told? Even on the front of the Bible, it says the best story ever told. It says it right on the front of almost every Bible that you go by. When does it say that? I'm it says it right on the very Bible bottom of the you. book. It says the best story ever told. So if you think about that, it is it do the Bible is some of the best stories ever written. Ever written. True or not true, it doesn't 100%. matter. They're great fucking stories. The, yes. They are great stories. Correct. It's a li- whether you believe in it or not, it's a literary masterpiece. Yeah. So anybody, any good writer is gonna pull from that if they've ever read the Bible. Any good writer. Quentin Tarantino's done it. He's pulled certain things from the Bible. Dude, George Lucas. Um, uh, uh, Scorsese, um, Spielberg, all of them have pulled stuff. Why do you think so much of uh, Indiana Jones has to do with the Bible? The first one was the Ark of the Covenant. The second one was just some weird shit. The third one was the cup of... (laughs) The second one was just some weird shit. The cup of Christ. The fourth one, alien weird shit. Which could still be biblical terms because it's ancient aliens. You know, a lot of people think that God was aliens. So, I mean, it still falls into the same premise. The last one, whatever this last one's going to be about, which I'll definitely go see this on last the 30th. One's, I've you heard it's saying? trash. Huh? I've heard this last one's bad. How do you know? Ain't nobody see it. Don't come out till June 30th. Because uh, uh, reviewers have still seen it and they've written some bad things yeah, about it. Early reviewers. reviewers. Reviewers said that they know. hated Revenge of the Sith. 
Cisco, Cisco and Eber gave it like a one. <laughs> you know Revenge what I'm saying? The <laughs> they gave it like a one on a scale of five. Like, dude, you guys are know. idiots. This is one of the this, greatest movies. This ever. last World Indiana one Jones does not look that World good. Well, one got bad reviews on on, on um, from actual viewers that went and seen the pre thing. Yeah, it got bad reviews. It's one of the greatest movies ever. What are you talking about? It's in my top five great movies of all time. It's like, dude, it's... I because like, My hopes are not dude, high for this last My one. top five favorite movies of all times. Number one is Shawshank Redemption. That that, that movie is just freaking Work awesome. Of art. Like the dialogue, everything in Shawshank Redemption. That's funny. Redemption I actually awesome. talked about Shawshank Redemption in the last episode. Um, My number two, Revenge of the Sith. My number three is probably Blade Runner. Blade Runner was just awesome. Wow. Um... My number four, Sunset Limited, because any movie that can keep you captivated with two guys just sitting in a in, in a room talking for two hours is the I still shit. need the to watch that movie. And that shit is awesome. I need and to watch that my movie. My number five would have to be probably Rogue One. That's my top five like movies of all times. My favorite movies to watch. And then you know you'll get in, in my top ten. You know you got of course got to put in a there. You got to have. Um, let's see what else would I put in my top ten. Warrior. My Matrix One would be in my top ten just because it changed the, it changed visual effects forever. Like nobody had ever done no shit like that. Um, Warriors in my top. Warriors probably in my top Warrior. five. I gotta watch that. So good, dude. Warriors um, such a good movie. Let's see. Pulp Fiction gotta be in my top ten. Pulp Fiction's just, good. Just because the way that Django's he started good. in the middle and went back to the beginning and went back to the end and just the way it all played out, that shit. Dude, dude ma- you know what movie was that. really good? Bullet Train. Bullet Train was pretty good, but I, I don't know. It'd be in my top 20, but I don't think it would be in my top dude, 10. Dude, I think it would be in my top 10. I liked it. E.T. would have to be up there in my top 10. Really? Dude, the cinematography and everything that, that, that was done in... in and that is just awesome. The dialogue was great. The overall story was great. It, dude, it was just awesome. It, it had to be in my top 10. If yes. not top 10, definitely Yes, top Infected. The MMA movie with Tom Hardy. Definitely. That's in my top five. That's the movie uh, Warrior. Made, the movie made with Tom Hardy, the MMA movie? Yeah, that's Warrior. Is it Warrior? Yeah. It's God. in my top five. Um, Rocky. Just because of the storyline and Sylvester Stallone wrote the premise of the movie in three minutes. Adrian! Adrian! It's an underdog story. It's one of the greatest underdog stories of all time. And I can still watch Rocky to this day and it gets me amped up. I want to go work out and beat people up. And I'm sorry, like, do do you like the Creed movies? The what? The Creed movies are good. They're all right. They're good. They're good, but they don't live up to Rocky. The last one wasn't as good, but that's just because it wasn't produced by Steve. um, um, They don't live up to Rocky. uh, um, Sylvester Stallone. He did that himself. And it wasn't a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. I went to the movies and seen it. They're still like, good. They're it good. They're still good, but it wasn't but they're as not good as the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the same premise. So you're getting the same. Basically, they're just remaking the movies over and over and yeah, over again. exactly. But the storyline, dude, that's how you know it's a great story. Because you can just keep remaking it, and it's, it's still good. You can still get it. It's <laughs> an underdog story. You can't go wrong with an underdog story. Um, And then... What else Everybody would I loves And I'd have to say probably the the first. Lord we need to have Rams. an episode where we share our top 10 movies. 
the first Lord of the Rings because that we shit should, was yeah. that shit That's, was something like nothing else that you had ever yeah. seen before. It was long as shit. And then Avengers. Uh, what? Uh, Get out of here! Not Endgame a chance. Endgame was the shit. Not a chance. Endgame was the shit. That motherfucker was the shit. We do need to have an episode where we talk about just our that favorite movies. That would probably movies. be my top. I think I did more than 10, but that that would be the, I think I did more than 10, but definitely Revenge of the Sith is my number two movie and my number one movie is Shawshank Redemption. That's my number. I'll watch yeah. them motherfuckers over any other movie. Anybody says, what do you want to watch? If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, I'd watch Shawshank Redemption or Revenge of the Sith. That's you, such a good movie. I don't ever get tired of watching them. Ever. I can watch it a thousand times and I'll never get tired of watching them. And Shawshank every time Redemption. I watch it, I see some or I hear something that I haven't heard or seen before. There's always something that catches like, I don't remember that. Always. Yeah. So them is my two favorite, my two ultimate favorite movies. What do you think, Shot? Should we have an episode where we don't talk just about Star Wars and we talk about our f- top ten? We movies? could do that. Remember the Titans was another good one. I want to see what the chat would say. Um, Remember the Titans is a good one. But you I don't also know. understand. You even think about Shawshank Redemption. If you watch that movie and look at it, you can see the influence the Star Wars had on that movie. What? You can see the influence of the, like some of the way that the, the camera moves, some of the ways that they that they use the directing the, the directing techniques of George Lucas to get to capture a person in a very intense moment, dude. And even some of the dialogue. It sounds like something that would be said in a Star Wars movie, like hope. They always talk about the hope of him escaping and them getting away and getting right in the boat and all. These are all things that were based. They didn't talk about this before Star Wars ever came out. They didn't and talk Morgan, about that type Morgan of thing. Morgan Freeman in that movie was flipping phenomenal. Yeah. Dude, that whole movie was just excellent. Another one is The Green Mile. The Green Mile, dude, that movie was dope. I haven't seen The Green Mile. You, you haven't so? ever seen The Green Mile? Oh, no, my God, no. you got to watch. Dude, you got to watch Sunset, Sunset Unlimited. Everybody got to go watch Still Sunset Still need to Unlimited. watch that. Because it's just Samuel Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones in an apartment. They're just sitting in an apartment for the whole movie, just talking back and forth. About what? They're talking. One of them is a scientist, or he's a like a... He's a he's a teacher, mm-hmm. and that's Tommy Lee Jones, and he's like a professor at some college. And then I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is incredible. And Samuel Jackson is an ex-convict that turned his life over to God, and they're having mm-hmm. a conversation about religion and God and back and forth. Tommy Lee Jones is an atheist; he don't believe in God. Right. And they're just talking back and forth. And dude, you can't get up. I just watched it again the other night. Me and my wife watched it again. My wife was like, you know, as many times as I've watched this with you, I never know. You can't stop watching it because you want to know what they're going to come up, what they're going to say next. The dialogue, dude, it's like Quentin Tarantino type dialogue. Like, dude, you got to keep watching it. And <laughs> he they does have leave good the dialogue. Damn room. They never leave this apartment the whole time. Two hours long. They don't ever leave the damn apartment. All they're doing is talking. It's freaking crazy. It is is one of the best movies. That's definitely one of my. That's my top four movie. It might even be my top three movie of all times, because it's just, dude, it's so well written. It's so well done. Ain't no special effects. Ain't no whole bunch of crazy shit going on. Just two guys in a room having a discussion, and it's freaking phenomenal. Sunset yeah, Green Mile was that was a great movie, man. You got to watch that too. Green Mile was a great movie. I didn't no really, I, I didn't really care good. for like some of the visual effects that they put in there. Some of the, the things that they did. Green Mile's the one with uh, um, Tom Hanks and um, Tom Hanks, yeah, yeah, and the dude from um, uh, 
The one with uh, where the, where they gotta destroy the fucking uh, um, they gotta destroy the fucking uh, the asteroid coming at the planet. It got everybody in that shit. Armageddon. Got some, yeah, Armageddon. It's got yeah. fucking oh damn, so many actors in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it got the big black dude. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It I got know him what you're in Dude, he's also in Pulp movie. Fiction. He's the the black guy from Pulp Fiction who gets. No, raped. no, no. That's a, that's um uh, uh Lean Rames or whatever. That's Rames. Is is he not the same guy? No, it's not the same guy. Because Rames is in Pulp Fiction. Big black guy from Armageddon. I thought he was the same dude. No, Rames is in Rames is the dude from the dude that played in um in a oh what the hell is the one with um. Shit! What the hell is his damn? Is I can't remember Dude, what his name it's is. Definitely the same guy. Michael no, Clark Duncan is the black guy, right? Michael Clark Duncan. And um, thing. Yeah. His Rames is in um. It's I thought for sure Michael oh, Clark Duncan in was Pulp in Fiction. Yeah, it's um, Pulp Fiction. What? Whatever. Liam Rains or whatever his first name is. Dude, I'm tripping. Hold on. Pulp Fiction. I'm telling you, it's not. You're right. Oh my Trust me, God, I'm an idiot. I know my, and they I know look my so different. I might they not look be able so to remember all their names, but I know my actors. Why did I confuse that? I'm an idiot. I don't you're know. right. You're right. But yeah, right. it might be. Great movie. But they, they said it was one of the hardest movies to ever film because he couldn't remember his lines and stuff, and they couldn't get him to get to do the stuff you know because he's never had no real big parts he's always had little parts in movies right so they had to like go over his lines with him constantly and it was it was a pain in the ass but the movie turned out phenomenal it's a great story it's a definitely a great story green mile i have to watch it yeah green mile and sunset limited sunset limited dude i just watched that shit on what wednesday it's tuesday or wednesday i watched it again me and my wife watched it and my son my oldest son and old, like we're all sitting there and they're like dude this is a fucking great movie i said man i don't know how this motherfucker didn't ever make it to the theater i guess they just didn't ever think that it was it was people would go watch it because it's just two guys sitting in a room talking right with the dialogue in it the what they're talking about the back and forth it's just oh it's phenomenal it sounds like a good movie like it's so good just the topic it's so good it it, it, it like dude it, like i can watch that shit like you know what I've been watching a, quite a few movies of? I've been watching a lot of kung fu movies. Like I watched that the that new <laughs> it, the new the, the, the newer IP or It Man. Um, you love Awakening. those kung fu movies, dude. I watch them because I like the way that Japanese and and Chinese um, do their like. They don't do a lot of special. Their special effects are more like speed ups. They do like speed ups in the fight scenes to make right. people look faster. It's really mm -hmm. my new stuff, but they're really good at directing and, and drawing your attention. Oh, John, you need to see. You haven't seen John Wick 4, Chris? I think they got it on Amazon Prime. Right it was now. good, dude. It John was definitely good. And he did all of his own stunts. I just watched the making of that. And they did, he did all of his own stuff. So when you see him tumbling down them damn stairs a thousand times like because they, they they push him down the stairs at the end so many times he does that over and over and over again like dude Keanu Reeves is the shit oh uh, yeah I never forgot to watch it I've never watched it I don't know but I watched like Itmon Warrior Itmon Awakening any of the IP mods because Itmon is the one who taught Bruce Lee and Itmon is dope 
Uh, yeah, that that's that. I like all his movies. He had Mike Tyson in one of the movies with him. It's a good movie. They're just, I mean, they're not like great movies or anything. I just like the way that the the, uh, the Japanese and Chinese uh, directors they, they, I don't know, man. They just got a good way of telling the story in their in the videography and and cinematography and stuff. They just got a good way of doing it. It, it just keeps you captivated. The stories don't even be all that great. Cause, dude, this last movie is like they's basically a remake of. It Mine 2. This is like the fifth one. Just, and it's like just a remake of the same movie, and but it's still, it was good. It just, I don't know. They, they're just good movies. It Mine right. 1, the very first one, that's the dopest movie ever. That's one of the dopest movies. Right. I think it's definitely so you go watch Warrior. Movie. I'll go watch Green Mile and Sunset Unlimited. Yeah. All right. I'll watch, I'll watch Warrior and then I'll come back and tell you what I think. <laughs> okay. Let's get, let's get to the topic. We've been sitting here talking for 20 it's minutes on the other that's movies. okay. That's what okay, happens. so blockbuster franchises like Star Wars have paved the way for other block blockbuster film franchises. Marvel is definitely a cause of Star Wars. A hundred percent. Harry Potter is definitely a cause of Star Wars. Harry Potter is a direct ripoff of Star Wars. <laughs> it is. It basically is. And it like that's one of the biggest influential things that Star Wars has done. Star Wars has paved the way for so many other franchises that we have. You know, like seriously, there would be no fucking 20 fucking Halloweens if it wasn't for Star Wars. Like it would not have happened. The director even said, the only reason I kept making them because people kept watching them. So it was like George Lucas. If George Lucas came out, it was an interview that he said, the only reason that he kept on making them is because George Lucas told him he's, he wasn't going to ever stop making Star Wars, which we found out that not to be true. But, you know, <laughs> at the time in the, in the 80s, I guess, when this was said that. Cue you know, the sad violin music. <laughs> That's like one of the biggest things. What is done on TV, what is done, that's probably one of the biggest TV. Ever. Like, shit, there's so many TV shows that have references to Star Wars. Big Bang Theory. Oh, my gosh. Um, Family Guy. Family American Guy. Dad. Robot Chicken. American Robot Dad. Robot Chicken. The uh, Simpsons. That 70s show. That 70s show. Like, there's so many. We could be sitting here running off, like, damn near every TV um, Philadelphia, uh, shit, there's Tommy so Boy, Tommy Boy, like, there's so many movies and TV shows, music, there's like, like, I looked it up yesterday, there's over 120 songs in the rap, just in rap, I didn't even look up everybody, I just looked up, that's rap. what's crazy to me, 120 songs that have a Star Wars reference in rap music, in rap music, really, in rap music, <laughs> I had no idea, I had no idea, and I listen to rap, that's what, what I listen song? to every day, there's a bunch of them like i didn't i didn't save the list i didn't save oh, the list yeah. on the thing i just looked it up. i was just looking up references and stuff because i knew this was the topic i know epic about. rap battles of history and that's some fire rap music <laughs> <laughs> they have a, they have like 120 rap songs that's ever been made have um star wars references in them some about star wars like i'll kill you with a lightsaber uh, you know what i'm saying like my blunt off my lightsaber or i took some x <laughs> and seen a lightsaber or something that has to do with star wars 120 songs movies you're spitting some there was fire lyrics thousand Kyle. references to star wars and movies oh yeah Easy. over a thousand movies have a star wars reference in it yeah i can see that television no, there's too many. I, it was they said that there was too many to count. They couldn't even find all of them. They they got to like ten thousand and they stopped looking. 
in television. Sounds about right. So just the influence that Star Wars had on the content that we create or the content that we consume is outlandish. Like, dude, so much content comes from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Talking about droids, having droids in something, some type of reference that has to do with Star Wars. When it comes to, now you have to look at it, it actually revived something that had died. The space opera. A lot of people think that Star Wars was the first space opera to come out, and it wasn't. There was a lot of space operas, basically, like everything that had to do with space before that was considered a space opera. A space Odyssey. Star Wars revived the space opera. I thought Star Wars, like honestly, and I'll be honest with everybody, I thought Star Wars was the only space opera. But then I started researching that, yeah, there's a lot of other shit that was Star Wars opera. I think Flash Gordon was considered a, a space opera. Um, they're, they're set That's below. true. Chris, lightsabers are probably the most iconic fantasy weapon of all time. That's all time. Yeah, 100%. All times. 100%. Guarantee. If you just look up lightsaber, you could be on Google for probably the next five years and never get to the end of the list. Yeah. That's, that's why I think the name Lightsaber Radio was just such a good call. Who thought of that? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought Mark. No, Mark said. No, that was me. I'm the one who came up with that. Don't take that away from me, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember that. Shit was two years ago. Like, I'm supposed to remember that. It was far a long back. time ago. <laughs> Yeah, we've been around. Dude, we're at, this is our 173rd episode. Really? Yep. Congratulations. We're almost at 175 episodes. Congratulations, We're Kyle. probably over that because some of the episodes ain't numbered. Because we that's got some true. episodes, like when we talked about the Boba Fett thing, it wasn't numbered. But yeah, that's true. Numbered episodes, we're at 173 right now. I th I'm pretty sure if you look at the YouTube channel, we have over 200 videos. But... And I numbered think the wise. first 16 of them were just audio and I just put it in the background because we was doing it just on Spotify before we decided to come right. to um to a live to a live but yeah we got we got a gang of videos um uh there's yeah so it, it revived the the reinsurgence of the epic space adventure on big screen it really did it re revived that they were and that's why the studios was telling george lucas hey you know this isn't gonna work space shit is dead don't nobody care about space no more blah 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 then star wars comes out it blows up then we get et we get um the third what is it the what's the third one the other spielberg movie um, uh i don't know it's the other alien one i can't think of the name of it um, alien no it wasn't alien uh, what other alien one? The Muppets. No, Muppets. In Men in Black. No, they're, 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 that's like, it's older than that. Um, Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins is pretty old, but I think it's older than Gremlins. No, it's not E.T. It's the other one that Spielberg did. The third. There's something out there. In it. it has a three in the name, if I'm not mistaken. The third. Way of the Worlds. No. War of the Worlds. No. I think World of Worlds is Fable Mids. Too, but um I'm pretty sure Speed Spielberg did it. Was it Scorsese? I don't know anyway. There's basically a bunch more star based Star Trek started making movies. There, there's so many space stuff, but Star Wars is what brought it back to reality. BFG, big fucking giant. No. Hook. No. I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, 
That's yeah, dude, I don't think Steven. Ever. I don't think Steven Spielberg wrote any other alien movies. It's a space movie, but it had aliens in it where they came to Earth and the people got on it. And um, okay, now you guys got me looking shit up because now I'm tripping out. Like, dude, was it Spielberg? Uh, Rival. No. Prometheus. It's older than Extinction. That. It's older than that. Superman. No, it wasn't Superman. <laughs> Life. No, that's that's too new. Dune. No, it wasn't Dune. If well, Dune came out before um, Star Wars. Star Wars did. The original District Dune Nine. Did. Oh, it's Encounters of the Third Kind. God damn it. Is that the name of it? Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, Close Encounters. Oh, shit, Star Wars Team Leader put it out. Yeah, so, I know. That's what I'm saying. Them is movies that were all inspired by George Lucas. God damn, that took forever. <laughs> I just couldn't think of enough. The, 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 it was right on it. I knew it had a three in it. Like th- th- I knew third, it had a three, three in it. Th- some shit. Oh, okay. But, Star Wars Episode Three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But it it is it is complete. So it re, it revived the Star Wars or the the, 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 the epic interest in in Star Space Adventures on the brand. It, it did the space opera generation. Uh, um, yeah. Now, it also created some of the most iconic characters that the culture has ever seen, and basically. Every genre of movie has mimicked this character, one of these characters, somehow. Characters like Luke Skywalker, the young guy that's, you know what I'm saying, trying to find his way in the world. You know, the, the that has been done billions of times over and over again in movies. Damn near every movie we see nowadays has something to do with the underdog. And he was the underdog guy. They captivated the villain with Darth Vader. They made the villain be cool again. George made the villain be a, you wanted to be the villain. You wanted to be the bad guy. It also sparked a major majority in the biker gang um, terminology. And I didn't, I just read this article yesterday. There's a shit ton of biker gangs that actually they're like, third in command or fourth in command or something like that are called the Vaders. They're like the fucking... What? Yeah, they're actually called the Vader. Biker gangs. Like what freaking the the Hell's Angels, Sons of Silence, Banditos and shit. They have a position in their top ranking that's called the Vader position. And he's almost like an enforcer. That's kind of cool. There's been multiple movies. Gremlins was based off the looks of Yoda, even though they were like evil gremlin looking things. That's why they called them gremlin. But their looks was based off of Yoda. So that's where Yoda has came as a cultural icon. Plus, so many sayings, you know, how many people have said, you don't try, you do. You know what I'm saying? That whole saying came from Yoda. There is no try, you just do it. You know Just do it. Yeah. Nike copied it. Star Wars. <laughs> so many different references to that. And that's just with just films and, and simple things. There's so many different uh, 7-Elevens done use Star Wars references and their commercials, um, uh, Kroger's, Walmart. 
like there's so many to list like that's just the ones that i remember off the top of the head of the list that i've seen there's like so many commercials that have a star wars reference in the super bowls use the star wars reference in it um like the major league baseball yeah NBA, they have star wars nights they have star wars nights like dude it's so crazy um disney's milking it for all it's worth may the force be with you and I am your oh, father. True. Do or do not. There what, is no trial. What other movie has a day? No as other movie has. No other movie has its own day to celebrate yeah. the movie. No other movie does. May the fourth. tells you. And they're really pushing. There's a couple of congressmen. I read a thing. There's a couple of congressmen that's getting pushed, getting it pushed to have that a Which national congressman? holiday. They need to be elected to president. <laughs> they want to make that a national holiday. So there's some senators and some congressmen that have put this bill into a thing to make Star Wars Day a national holiday. Because it makes it's the more sense than some of the other holidays we have. In the, in, in the world. It is the only franchise, and this is, this is crazy when I read this, it's the only franchise that has been shown in every single continent. Every continent, every tribe, like African tribes, they don't even have TVs. They have seen Yeah, they Star showed it Wars. to the penguins in Antarctica. Yeah, every <laughs> the, the Star Wars has been is the only franchise that's been watched on every continent in this world, including yeah. Antarctica. Because the guys in Antarctica, they watched it when they were down there doing an exposition. They watched Star Wars when they were down there. It's the only movie that they watched. They just watched Star Wars. They didn't watch no other movie. So Star Wars is the only fucking thing that's ever been watched in Antarctica. That's dope as shit. That just tells you. But these phrases like "May the Force be with you." I am your father and do or do not, there is no try. Our iconic pop, our icons and popular has been used in music, it's been used in TV, yeah. it's been used in books, it's been used on clothing, it's been used, everything you can possibly imagine has been used on cups, fucking popsicle sticks, fucking inside of Chinese fortune cookies, <laughs> everything, it's been in there. All, all three of them sayings have been in everything. You can imagine it. It's been there. It's probably been on some dog shit somewhere. Somebody stamped it in some dog shit just to be funny. Because that would be something that I would do. Just let my dog shit in. That sounds like something you'd be funny. That sounds like something Kyle would do. <laughs> that would be funny as shit. Come outside. Somebody come outside. Who the hell let their dog shit made a force be with you? I would do that. That's what I do. Kyle shit. just came up that. with this next great idea. This is what I'm he's like, dedicating his week to. About dog shitting in people's yard and me stamping "May the Force be with you" on it. That should be hilarious. Um, but yeah, them are the most iconic sayings ever. They've been said on everything. They're the most said things ever. Uh, let's see. I have a list here. Uh, Memes, memes. Lightsabers. Ozzy and Chris said earlier, they're the most iconic weapon ever created. And their references have been on everything. everything. Everything from ice cream to dog food to lightsabers have been everywhere. They're, they are the most referenced, used icon. And they're, they have, they, they've been referred in countless other films, TV shows, and media including dude you gotta think about it on instagram i think star wars is number three as one of the most searched terms on star third three or four on most search terms 
Especially really? Star Wars cosplay. I don't know why Star Wars cosplay is up there because everybody wants to see that shit because it's awesome. Everybody wants to jerk it to naked Star Wars chicks. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> probably happens too. But um, And licensing dueling has become a symbol that it's an, actually a national sport now. They actually have... Um, they actually have contests where you can win money to go fence with lightsabers. Like it's a it's a fucking sport, which is crazy. It became a sport, lightsaber dueling. That is, yep, just crazy. Um, when it comes to the expanded universe, books, comics, and video games have inspired uh, similar and expanded universe and other franchises such as Star Trek and Marvel. Star Wars as a franchise has some of has I think it's in the top 20 of the most um, written word out there. So written shit that's written in books, comics, shit like that. It has more than I think it's in the top 20 of all franchises to have media in written written or audio formatted. I think it's said written because I think there's books that you can't even that they have out that's not audio books and, and comics that are well of course comics you, you can't really get in audio form so that's that's crazy when you think about it like do they have like their top wow. 20 for franchises in the most books ever written about a subject about Star Wars I think Overall, I think Marvel and DC are top because they just had comic books for way longer than Star Wars did. Because their comic books and books have been coming out since like the fucking 20s. <laughs> but Star Wars is in, I think it said the top 20. It might have said the top 10. But I'm trying to remember everything on, you know, two hours of sleep. <laughs> then the merchandise phenomenon. Oh my God. How many times in a day? I don't give a fuck where you go where you go on this fucking planet you go outside in public you see somebody wearing some type of star wars shirt yeah it's not dude, star it's wars, it's baby yoda mandalorian rogue one something that has to do with star wars you'll see somebody wearing something that has to do with star wars you'll see a bumper sticker you, you're gonna see something if you go outside in public anytime yeah. you're gonna see something that it's unavoidable <laughs> there's just there's too much of it and when it comes to the concept of the merchandise, you have to think it it, it paved the way for like Marvel, um, DC, all these other people to come out with action figures because before Star Wars, there wasn't no fucking Captain American action figures and shit like that. Even really? though there was comics and there had been movies made about like, you know, Batman and shit like that. They had no action figures. Really? George Lucas, yeah, George Lucas, captivated the merchandising fucking thing. That's why he kept the merchandising right. He didn't sell his merchandising right. But that's why he captivated on that shit and they had more fucking like merchandise than any other franchise ever. Like they got so much like dude just go on Amazon or eBay and just put in Star Wars and see how yeah. much fucking shit you'll be there for. Or, or because CJ's not here Etsy. <laughs> or Etsy yeah. You will find so much Star Wars merchandise, it is fucking crazy. It is just, it'll blow your mind how much Star Wars merchandise is. And it really captivated how pronounced it merchandising was for a franchise. Like, I think, honestly, if there wasn't merchandise for Star Wars, Star Wars would not be the franchise that it is today. 
I think merchandise played. Oh, 100%. Least half. That's like half the reason Disney still does stuff is merchandise. Yeah. There, It's like literally half the reason why. Because you got to look at a lot of people that only stayed in contact with Star Wars really because they were collectors. They started collecting Star Wars. I've heard collectors say, I don't even like the movies, but I like collecting action figures. I like collecting all the different stormtroopers and all this. Like, dude, but you don't like the movies? What the fuck is wrong with you? You get smacked in the mouth. He was saying that. But, like, dude, merchandise, big part. Then we have to give props to John Williams. The guy. John Williams' score. The GOAT is the most iconic music composed ever and become and became a symphony of epic cinematic storytelling and influence film scores across the generation. John Williams, because of Star Wars, has done shit for every franchise out there. He's done music for everybody. But if it wasn't for Star Wars, John Williams would have never got his fucking big break. And he would have never been able to 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 make the most iconic music in movies ever been made. That's ever been made. John Williams is the GOAT when it comes to making cinematic music for movies. And he got his start with Star Wars. He really got his start with Star Wars. Star Wars was what gave him his big break. And now shit, Marvel, fucking you name it, John Williams has done some music for that shit. TV series, fucking everything. John Williams is the shit. So we got to give props to John Williams. We got to give props to Star Wars for giving John Williams his big break and making his music the most iconic and most epic cinematic storytelling music ever created. And that shit is on music. It's in it's in music videos. People have have sampled so much of John. Damn near every meme you fucking see has John Williams music playing behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's the shit. It is seriously. One of the fucking best things about fucking Star Wars that there is, we got John Williams. And John Williams has created so much shit. So big, big shout out to John Williams. Then we got special effects advancements. If it wasn't for George Lucas starting ILM and the effects that he wanted to put in the films right now, we wouldn't have fucking none of the film techniques that are influenced by the industry. We wouldn't have none of that shit. He pushed the boundaries and every single movie, music video, even music audio, our cell phones, everything is based off of fucking the stuff that George Lucas and ILM came up with. If it wasn't for Star Wars, we might be talking on CBs. I'm pretty sure somebody would have came out with it, but it's it's because of the technology that they designed it. Every single film technique, every single, most of the fucking new special effects that we see in movies are made by ILM. And, you know, George Lucas was the creator of all that shit. So Star Wars, because of Star Wars, all of these things we have that give us these wonderful things is there because of Star Wars. That's yep. how much influence Star Wars has on pop culture. You gotta think, you watch a music video and they do some type of effect in that music video. A cutscene, all that. All that stuff was done by Star Wars. It was first done by Star Wars. Nobody did it like that before Star Wars came out. The cutscenes were done different. The phase were done different. Everything was done in previous movies different 
until Star Wars came out. Star Wars changed the way the filmmaking was, was just done. So if you watch a music video and you see a certain thing, it came from Star Wars. Basically, and every director from the point of George Lucas till now, except for Quentin Tarantino, because he just does weird shit, but that's what makes him <laughs> his own person. Um, but he still will tell you that George Lucas is one of his biggest influences. All of that is because of, of George Lucas and the special effects that he, because he wanted to do something in a movie, so they had to figure out how to do it. And every single movie that's came out since then has been based on that premise. And that's what, that's why Star Wars is, is such a big influence in the it's filmmaking. The it's, it's the greatest. It's just, it's the shit. It's the shit. Fan conventions. Wasn't nobody doing fan conventions before Star Wars. There wasn't no Star Wars day. There wasn't no Star Wars celebration. There wasn't none in, well, there were, there, no other franchise had ever done no, no shit like that until Star Wars came about. The, Nobody has, no franchise until Star Wars came out had created a fucking cataclysmic fan base like Star Wars. Star Wars created a fan base that has just went through generations of fans and it keeps on expanding. It has the biggest fan base out of any franchise ever. And it's because of things like Star Wars Celebration and... Uh, you know, like the 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 fan conventions, Comic Cons, and stuff like that. Even though Comic Con, but Star Wars plays a big part in Comic Con because it wasn't no Comic Con before Star Wars was out. They didn't have a Comic Con in the before '77. I think the first Comic Con was 1980. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I'm an idiot, but you know, I'm pretty sure it was 1980 was the first Comic Con. But Star Wars Celebration and doing these type of Comic Cons is all based on the fam fandom's popularity of the concept of Star Wars. Yeah, it, even like, you gotta think, even people who don't like Star Wars can at least like quote Star Wars lines. Well, you get people that ain't Star Wars fans that go to Star Wars Celebration just because it's a fucking thing to do. They might not even be a fan. They might yeah. be a fan once they leave. Oh, Chris said it was in 1970. So I was wrong. I thought it was eight. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> but still, it did, It got big because of Star Wars. It really got big because of Star Wars. You got to think about it. It really did. Star Wars coming into the Comic-Con scenes and, and, and that and bringing in the actors to sign autographs and shit like that. That's one of the things that, uh, that um, Harrison Ford said that he hated doing. He hated doing it. He hated going and signing autographs and shit like that. He was like, I didn't like doing it. I don't like talking to fans. I'm not, I'm an introvert. He, I don't like being around people like that. I, I don't like doing interviews. I don't like doing that, that stuff. He never has. And they made him go to Comic-Cons and, and <laughs> celebrations and talk. And he didn't want to do it, but they made him do it. So, but they got big because of Star Wars. Look it up. You can look that up. I guarantee that that's the truth. They got big because of Star Wars, because of Star Wars fandom. Um, fan conventions, you know, it like it just it just they they be having thousands and thousands of attendees. I mean, shit, they sell out within like seconds. They sell out like concerts, it's like going to see Beyonce. Fucking concert ticket is ten thousand dollars. It's they're sold out in fucking thirty seconds. That's how going to try to get the Star Wars celebration is. They say the sellout is like less than a minute. 
That's why they have to do multiple days of ticket sales. They can't do one day of ticket sales because they'll, they'll sell out the whole convention in one day. That's how big celebration is. That's It's like going to a Beyonce concert or a Michael Jackson concert. <laughs> That's what they compared it to. The article I was reading it, they, Star Wars Celebration, getting a ticket to Star Wars Celebration is like fucking trying to get a ticket to Beyonce or, you know what I'm saying, fucking Michael Jackson or Prince or some shit. Then... Star Wars team leader said it, it was a spinoff of the world the world world fairs because there was a decline and comic cons were meant to bring a new spin uh, then there's the, the homage of the parodies and the TV shows that's been made in the parodies movies comedy sketches skit, sketches uh, becoming a touchstone uh, one of the touchstones for Com com comedic material there's so much comedic material every comic has used a Star Wars reference even Richard Pryor Kevin Hart has done it freaking everybody Joe Rogan if you know of a comic they've used a Star Wars reference somewhere in their comedian thing. I gotta pause I gotta pee so bad hold on keep going uh, I'll keep going <laughs> and then you have all the parodies you have all of the the fan fade films. You go on Star Wars. You can sit there and just go on YouTube and watch fan made Star Wars short films and full length features and everything for days. There is so many of them. I've tried to watch a bunch of them and yeah, you get burnt out. But there are so many um, fan films that have been made for Star Wars. It's nobody else is making fan films for you know avengers or you know dc or marvel or stuff like that i mean they're doing it they're making fan films but there's nowhere close to being as many as star wars then probably one of the biggest things that shows the popularity of star wars in today's culture in the pop culture today is cosplay the becoming of a star wars character is like is like they evap you know it's just like the, the 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 cosmic strings being put into place to find like your ultimate costume who has the ultimate star wars cosplay who is the best cosplayer out there what does it take to be a cosplayer like learning the 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 learning that character enough that you can go be that character at a comic-con you know you're dressing like them but not only are you dressing like them and, and doing makeup and all this stuff, people put in thousands and thousands of hours into making the costumes and doing makeup and everything to go cut, to go to Comic-Cons. We got the Street Mandalorian. This dude just walks around in his Mandalorian costume and talks to kids on the weekends. I mean, so much cosplay. Cosplay, I think, is probably one of the biggest factors of, of how it, it, it affects and influences the culture today. Because if you go to any type of event, Comic-Con, you know, RedCon, um, celebrations, you will, you're going to see people in some type of Star Wars cosplay. I don't care what it's for. If it has anything to do with scientific or uh, sci-fi, it's going to have some Star Wars. You go to most hospitals. On a weekend, you're going to see someone in a Star Wars cosplay talking to the kids in, in the cancer ward. Yeah, I can see it that. just it happens because it's such a big influence. There's a teacher, there's a couple of teachers that are actually using Star Wars to teach 
politics in their classrooms. They're showing how politics of Star Wars applies to the same politics. I think they're in Ohio, if I remember correctly. I think they're in Cincinnati, Ohio. They're using Star Wars to teach kids about politics. How politics works. The difference between a government, a government and a dictator. The difference of how elections happen. They're using Star Wars to show children Probably young adults, because, you know, I don't think you learn about politics in elementary school, but middle school, you start learning about politics. They're showing these kids this. That is phenomenal. Star Wars has impacted the entire community of the world in a way that no other franchise has ever done. And cosplay is, I think, one of the biggest factors in the last 10 years of why the franchise is as big as it is. You see cosplayers everywhere. You can't go on Instagram and flick through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter without coming across the cosplayer. It, it's impossible. There's too many. Like if you literally went into Instagram right now and put in Star Wars cosplay, you could probably look at that for a year and never like get to the end of it. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many people that's doing cosplay. And it's phenomenal. It's great. It's so wonderful that we have the people that have the time and the money or not even the money some of these people are making this out of you know the stuff they have laying around their house and it's so good it's so True. good it like i have to give major props maybe major shout outs to cosplayers cosplay is the fucking shit if you got the time to do cosplay i think every star wars fan should the make a costume and, and 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 do it and go to a, a one of the events at least one time in their life you will be so amazed. Like, I thought I was going to get, because I went to the St. Louis, Con, uh, it wasn't Comic-Con, it was, a, I can't remember, what was it, St. Louis? Something, anyway, I dressed up as, as Darth Sway. You don't know how many people, like, came up to me, and, who are you, oh man, you're you're in Star Wars, what book are you from, blah, blah, and I'm like, I'm just a made up, I just made up my character. Oh man, that's so cool, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it was it, it, it was amazing. The little kids coming up, wanting to shake my right. hand and take pictures with me, and it, it, was, it was one of the greatest feelings that I have ever felt in my entire career of working in the entertainment industry has never I've never felt that good I feel so wonderful that's how I don't understand like Harrison Ford don't like doing shit like that <laughs> like dude that shit made me feel great I feel so good just cause I made other people happy I made kids happy I made other people happy you know people want to take pictures with me and it, it just was so cool and in all honesty unless you know me from Instagram or from you know the, the this YouTube channel most people didn't even know who I was. It was kind of cool. Like, you don't even know who I am. Like, I could be some dirtball rapist and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> Damn, no. You just had to go there. Yeah. Wow. Hey, because I'm pretty sure there's some asshole out there that done dressed up in cosplay for some, some, some very dark things. You know, I'm pretty sure there's some asshole out there that has some fucked up mind. That thought, yeah. If I dress up like Darth yeah, Vader, fucking, I can rape a bunch uh, of little who's kids. Who's the clown guy? Ah. <laughs> uh, oh. RB John Wayne Gacy. Fuck, oh, that's it. Yeah, see, some John Wayne Gacy. That, I man, count that. The influence the Star Wars has had on some of the best directors there that we have: J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson. Which I don't know if we classify as Ryan Johnson as a great director. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Scorsese, Steven Spielberg have all just. Been, and they will tell you that they, uh, 
that they have been influenced by Star Wars in their own work. They have used themes from Star Wars in their own work. Like every director that we have out right now will tell you at some point in time, they used something that, that Star Wars did. Storytelling technique or visual arts technique or something in one of their movies. Every single one of them. Every single one of them that there is. Um, Quentin Tarantino, in an interview that he, I was watching that he did, he said that he shot in 35 millimeter film. And the reason he loves to shoot in 35 millimeter film is because the way that the original Star Wars looked being shot on 35 millimeter film. That's why he likes to shoot everything in, you know, 8, 8, 16 or 35 millimeter, or yeah, 35 millimeter, 32 or whatever it is, millimeter film. He likes that because the way that Star Wars made him feel when he watched Star Wars. That tells you, and dude, Quentin Tarantino is shit, probably top 10 best directors of all times and storytellers of all times. They've all used, you know what I'm saying, some type of technique, theme in their own work. And that just shows you the influence that Star Wars had. Influence, Star Wars changed the world in 1977. And it's just been slowly and steadily becoming more part of pop culture since that day. Since that day, it's just been coming more and more. And it's just phenomenal. It also opened up a direction for more space exploration and science movies. You gotta think, we wouldn't have got Aliens, Predator, any of these movies if Star Wars one and ever came out. When that genre just wasn't there. Everybody said that genre was dead. The space exploration genre was dead. And we've got some great movies since then. Some great movies. And I'm not talking about Halloween in space. That was not a great movie. That was terrible. <laughs> but we have got some great some great movies from Star Wars. And it's because of Star Wars we've got these movies. We would never have gotten none of these movies if George would not have opened the door up in 1977 when he came out with Star Wars. That's the influence Go. that Star Wars has Go. on the culture. And we have Star Wars has influenced pop culture, but it's also influenced filmmaking in general because it just keeps going. We could have been done with New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. It could have been finished there. George could have never came out with nothing else, but he came out with the prequels. And it just leapfrogged the sale of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, you know, all the new movies, the TV series, everything that we have right now about Star Wars came because of the original the original three. The original three would not have been as good as they were and they weren't just just completely changed the culture of the planet. We would have never had the rest of this. So it shows how influential this Star Wars is. I'm going to see Transformers when uh, this afternoon. We wouldn't have Transformers if it wasn't for freaking Star Wars. We wouldn't have You don't think so? I don't think we'll never have none. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say that we wouldn't ever have because I think people, creativity, there's been a lot of creative people, but I don't think that it would look and it would be done as well as it's been done 
if we didn't have things like Star Wars that created the, the technology in order for them to do these type of movies. You gotta understand, them most of the, v, the, the, the VFX and stuff like that, yeah, they've grown and people came out with new ideas, but the generalization of all of them started with ILM and Star Wars. The ability to create something that was never even thought of before. You know, before they were fucking mm -hmm. hanging shit with strings and flying it through, <laughs> a, through a green screen and, and, you know what I'm saying? And it, it was black and white and shit. And a lot of them old moves, you could see the string hanging from that shit. Like, damn, y'all couldn't, because they didn't know how to crop out shit like that. That shit was created by ILM. Cropping out of image and shit like that was all started with, with George Lucas and, and ILM and, and Star Wars. That's where they started doing that shit. Learning how to crop out shit a certain way and, and do certain things. And all that shit was created because they created Star Wars. We wouldn't have that shit. We'd still be looking at, I mean, I'm pretty sure people would have came up with the technology. Somebody would have came yeah, out with eventually, it. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, somebody would have came out with it. But because of George and them, we have it now. You know, we might not have that type of technology now. It might have been 30 years from now before we got to the, where the technology is at right uh, now. I still think we'd have it by now. <laughs> I don't think we would have it by now because you got to figure it came out in 1977. If it took 10 more years, say it came out instead of 1977, it came out in 1987. That would put us 10 years behind the technology that we're at right now. So you got to look at it as, as the truth of, of the matter. The truth of the matter is because George Lucas and ILM and the creators of Star Wars came out with this technology and kept building on this technology, got us to where we're at today. Not to saying that nobody else would have ever came out with it. So I'm pretty sure all this technology would have already came, would have came out, but I just yeah. don't think we would have had it as soon as we would have had it. it. We would not be at where we're at with, if it was not for Star Wars. And it just keeps growing. It keeps going because every time they come out with a new Star Wars movie or TV show, I mean, come on, they just built the, the, the dome. We didn't have no technology. It wasn't nobody doing no shit like that before. We got a giant building that's full of TVs that creates complete backgrounds and moves with the characters. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have that before. Now we have that. Now they can film everything on location and you can't even tell that that's just not real because I got a bunch of high definition TVs in the background telling you and it's moving with the characters and moving with the landscape and everything it, like dude, it's a, that shit is phenomenal what they can do dude would you if it wasn't for like if it wasn't for Star Wars do you think right now we would be looking at flat screen flat panel TV right now I think so I don't I, think it would be out yet I really don't think it would be out yet because all that type of technology was created by ILM the, the flat panel TV was created, the idea of it was created by ILM to be able to do that, to yeah, get motion I just, graphics. I, we wouldn't, we might not be as advanced as we are now, but I think we would have gotten here by now. And, but then the impact on video games. Now, I don't know if this is oh, a great impact. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this is a great impact because there's a lot of dumbass kids that don't leave the house because of video games. <laughs> and my son being one of them. Because um, he'll sit there and play video games forever. Like, dudes, do something. Like, do anything. Just do something. Get the fuck out the house, man. Go outside. Shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? You've been here playing video games for the whole week. 
Um, but Star Wars video games such as Battlefront and Knights of the Old Republic have influenced the gaming industry and set the bar for um, immer immersed storytelling video games. They have yeah. they have set the bar very high for those. Big so time. It's, it's, it, it's definitely a major impact on pop culture. Because not that they were the first video games or, you know, that they... they did anything revolutionized in the video games but when it came to storytelling they're one of the top the top gaming companies or top games that have to do with storytelling within the game i think that has to go to you know probably uh who would you say would be the the person the the game that recognized the most for storytelling in that type of uh what say, sorry say again what game has the best storytelling no what what game would you give like which which game really started the storytelling like like in star Mario wars Brothers? or just like, in general dude just i don't general. know i didn't like Mario i don't Brothers, know that's Zelda. a great question because they had some you know they were story based you know you had to go through and figure this shit out and that was like some kind of rpg game, game yeah. yeah atari one of them original you know nintendo games maybe like legend of zelda dude because <laughs> zelda, zelda had a freaking long ass story yeah that was like one of the i don't know at least that was one of the first stories i played but i'm the wrong person to ask you probably ought to ask cj i like games but i'm not into like games like i don't know as much about the history of games i guess i know i remember playing zelda and that was the first game that i remember playing that was like story based like, I don't know, Mario Brothers was kind of story-based because you had to complete all the levels. Uh, yeah, but stage. very basic story-based. Yeah, but Zelda had, like, an actual story. I think the stories kind of evolved as the games evolved, you know? But I think that Battlefront and and them, because well, it's kind of hard to say that, you know, because you had shit like fucking Grand Theft Auto. You had, you know, them fucking games was, like, fucking crazy when it came to story. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if Star Wars played that big of a part, but I know it's, it's part in there and shit fucking the fandom goes nuts when there's an announcement for a new fucking game. That's all you'll hear for fucking months. New game coming Seriously. out? That motherfucker ain't coming out. Took them 12 years to get Survivor out. What are you talking about? Hey, shit ain't hey, coming the fuck out. I have hope. I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited for that Ubisoft game. I will say that every episode of this podcast until that game comes out. I'm so excited for the Ubisoft one. Um... And then redefining the heroes and villains. I think the Star Wars, and this is my this is just my personal opinion. Watching movies, it redefined who the hero and the villain was. Because somebody you, that you thought was yeah. the villain became the hero. And it gave you more insight into the villains. Yeah. It, and like it, the villains are people. They're not just, just evil. Asshole, yeah. Fucking, they're not Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Like all villains before Darth Vader was a Hitler. They were just Hitler. They were just bad guys. They they didn't yeah. have no good feelings. No reason, no rhyme. Like uh, just they're just evil. And I think Star Wars definitely changed our outlook on villain villains and heroes. And that's the that's the stuff that I came up with. Uh, other than it's you know it's multicultural, which I've said that with a lot of them. Right. Star Wars is probably the one thing that is the most multicultural and is just everywhere. Everywhere you go, you can hear something about Star Wars or somebody has seen Star Wars everywhere except in this little dumbass town that I live in. Except <laughs> this dumbass town that I live in. Because it seems like there's no Star Wars fucking fans out here because I'd be looking for them and I don't find them nowhere. Every great once in a while, I'll see a bumper sticker. That's it. 
it's definitely so what do you think are some of the did i cover them all you covered a lot of them (laughs) i think uh memes are a big part yeah (laughs) memes are definitely a big part i'm loving the memes i think one of the very first memes that i ever seen was a star wars meme if i remember back which i I don't know i'm full of shit because i've probably seen a thousand memes but the one that i remember seeing is is a star wars thing it was a star wars one with darth vader and had something to do with mother's day or some shit but it was a meme and it was like the very first one that i can remember seeing which i probably seen more before that but i know that i love making star wars memes they're fun to make um what else dude i don't know you kind of it was pretty long you covered a lot of bases I'm, i'm sorry when we talked about it last night I started doing research. I got you. I burnt. I I literally burnt my laptop up doing research. I'm at the other studio. We're working on the 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 edit for the the short film, and I'm just like looking shit up because I'm trying to get as much information. Because, dude, I don't think there's anything else ever in the history of time that's influenced pop culture as much as Star Wars. And now I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of Star Wars because I love Star Wars. I'm saying that because when you look at it in a generalization, dude, there's so much Star Wars shit so much star wars shit compared to everything else like you don't see as much as you like you walk around you see people wearing you know avengers shirts and captain america and shit like that but like dude it's nowhere close to being what star wars is like nowhere and most people that are like fucking marvel fans if you ask them they're star wars fans too which i'm a marvel fan i like marvel i like dc but you know i like the 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 i like the the storyline of the underdog superhero type person you know what i'm saying becoming the becoming a hero i like to see that 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 that's like it's probably the most told story ever you know what i'm saying even though if you you think about it in the prequel trilogy it's fucking not that it's the fucking the unsung hero turns into the bad guy you know what i'm saying kills everybody but the overall yeah. story he ends up being good at the end yeah and it, you know what i'm saying so it's such a good story about like i think it i think it's one of the reasons it's so widespread is because the story that so many of us can relate to it's that good and bad within every one of us and that uh pull from both good and bad for every one of us you know what i mean and how no matter how far some of us can stray or feel like we've strayed there is redemption there is the ability to do good even unless, in some of the most lost people. Unless you're Ted Bundy and you kill a thousand people and then there ain't no coming back. Your ass is going <laughs> to prison. There's going to be so many bitch <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> ain't no coming back from that. You might be all right in prison. You might come back in prison, but it's too late. You ain't ever getting out. You're done. Um, but I... But I was just basically what I did is I just did the research and I just tried to look at some of the biggest things that how is it impact. There's a bunch of little things, you know, people. I mean, we 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 had a whole show about how it how Star Wars has changed us as people, you know, right. our outlooks on life because of watching Star Wars. And but the story that Star Wars tells is a story that damn near every movie tells you. Every movie star, John Wick, he's a guy, you know, what I'm saying he's the most lethal assassin ever. And he was just trying to be cool. And they had to kill his dog. 
And then they just started a rampage where he kills every bad guy on the planet. You know what I'm saying? He kills everybody for four for four things. He kills everybody. He's still killing people. I, you know they're going to come out with it's the just, fifth one. It, 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 it's basically the underdog story. He's just a guy. He's not bothering nobody, and somebody fucks with him, and then he kills everybody, and he shows how badass he really is. Lou Skywalker, some fucking moisture farmer that's you know wants to get away from his fucking aunt and uncle and fucking lizard living on a desert planet, and ends up saving the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's that underdog story. It's just I'm just a guy, or I'm just a girl, and I just want I just want to be left alone, and I just want or I want adventure. It's that's the fundamentals of so many almost every storyline of every major movie is about that the avengers is losing and then they come back and win and you know every story is about you know rocky he getting his ass whooped by apollo in the first movie he loses he don't even win in the first movie right. he wins in the second movie it's the underdog story it's, it's those type of stories that just impact us because we can relate to them because we all feel like that all the time and it but star wars did it in a way that it's 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 done went across time space don't matter your ethnicity your 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 if you're a man or a woman or transgender doesn't matter because you can relate to that it's about overcoming obstacles in order to gain to get to where to, to get to the end and that's basically what it is and we can all relate to that and george when he wrote this, he knew that. And I think that's one of the things that Disney does it. They just don't do a very good job of the story within of what the <laughs> meaning of the story is supposed to be. They don't do a great job of that. But even the story that they yeah. say is still that story. That's why even though we can sit back and be like, we don't like the sequel, but to let that shit come on and we sit there and watch it. You know, I don't like the sequels. I can't stand the sequels, but let that shit come on. You'll be sitting right in front of the TV watching this shit. Like, damn, look at Ray. Man, why didn't they make you know what I'm saying uh Finn the Jedi? I you know, I but you watch the whole damn thing. You don't know why yep. you keep watching it. Just it's Star Wars. The story is there. Now the book of Boba Fett, it wasn't no underdog I, story. I won't stupid. watch that. I won't watch that. <laughs> it was just I won't watch Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett was already badass. And then you just showed him turning into nobody. Yeah, there's some Star Wars I still won't watch. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but overall, the influence that Star Wars has has done on the world. I'm not even going to say pop culture because it has changed pop culture, especially all the way up till today. But the world, it has changed the world. It has literally changed the entire world. I wonder how many wars that we would have got into if it wasn't for Star Wars. What? Like, I think that there's been times that, like, some shit had to do... I, I really believe this in my heart, that there would have been a war. But people were like, hey, man, you watch Star Wars? This kind of happened in Star Wars. We probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> Might be a bad idea. <laughs> sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's happened. Because every culture has watched Star Wars. Like, dude, I was watching the thing. It was on National Geographic. And um, it was an African tribe. They had just got their first TV. It was like some tribe. These people were still eating people. You know what I'm saying? They're a cannibalistic tribe in Africa, in South or Middle Africa. And they, some white people came in, like some Christianity cult or whatever, um, came in to teach them Christianity or whatever, you know, to help them out. And um, they had a TV and they put on Star Wars. And all the stuff to watch, they put on Star Wars. 
and I'm watching National Geographic, like, hey man, they're watching Star Wars. Dude, everybody gets to see Star Wars. Like, it's one of those things that just like, kids are born and like all Star Wars fans, the first thing they do is pop them in a car seat in front of Star Wars. Here, watch this, because these lightsabers and blasters is gonna keep you occupied. Because a lot of flashing lights and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's one of the greatest babysitters I ever had. But on Star Wars, <laughs> The, the, the other podcast, this podcast came from a child, my grandson. He said, talk about Star Wars, because I was thinking about what type of podcast to do. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. And I, I seen how excited he was off of watching yeah. Star Wars. If and it wasn't for Star Wars, we wouldn't we wouldn't be friends. Me, you, CJ, Tori, we wouldn't know each other. Yeah. Shit, there's a lot of friends that I have that I wouldn't be friends with if it wasn't for Star Wars. A lot of people that I met from, you know, from going to the cons and stuff that I've been friends with for years because of Star Wars. And there's a lot of friends that would probably kick my ass if they knew that I was a Star Wars fan. What the hell, you fucking nerd? Pow! Oh shit, son of a bitch! Because <laughs> they still, they're still stuck in the fucking 90s. But, yeah, it's definitely, Star Wars has definitely influenced the world in a way that no other franchise has ever done. Not to say that, you know, that Marvel hasn't and Harry Potter and, and you know, no, freaking No, don't, don't mention Harry Potter. Get Harry Potter out of here. Twilight. Twilight, what are you, Kyle? Just, shit. all right, Kyle, now you're hey, stuck in there shit. There's a gang of all fucking right, Twilight fans. Kyle, you're a little tired. I get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Transformers, there's just, there's a lot of franchises that have very big followings and it made an impact on this world, but I don't think none of them. And it's, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm saying this because it's the truth. None of them have impacted the world like Star Wars has. Because technically, we wouldn't have none of them other franchises if it wasn't for Star Wars. <laughs> we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have Harry Potter. Harry Potter is just a fucking direct a remake of Star, of Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. Dude, it is. It's like, fuck, it is. It's but, the same story. Like, you got to think, like, Lord of the Rings and the, Hob uh, and the Hobbit. The Hobbit was written before Star Wars. The book, yeah, The yeah, Hobbit, no, was no. written before The Lord Star of the Rings Wars. is its own thing. That That's not a ripoff. Lord of the Rings would not be, the movies would not have been as dope as they were. The Hobbit, the movies wouldn't have been dope as they were if it wasn't for the technology that was created by Star Wars. So even though they're fucking huge and they got huge fan followings, I know a lot of a lot of people that are really into into that shit. They they they, they have to say the truth. If it was not for the, the the technology and the visual effects and the and the storyboarding and or the storytelling that Star Wars did, none of them films would have ever been made. They they might have been made, but they wouldn't ever be. I mean, think about it. Go back and watch the old Hobbit cartoon, the cartoon that they were all based off of. That cartoon was garbage. I mean, it was a good story, but the the like it was just terrible. And then they come out with Lord of the Rings and and the fucking and the Hobbit movies and just how spectacular they were done. The shit was great. Right. And you gotta think about it. If it wasn't for Lord of the Rings, because the directors for um. What what's the TV show that y'all been yelling at me to fucking watch that I still haven't watched? Um, Game I... of Thrones. The director from Game of Thrones oh. said if it wasn't ever for them movies, they probably would have never made Game of Thrones. So you gotta look at the 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 the, the, um, the effect, cause and effect of it. 
because of Star Wars, all these things came into Kyle yeah. Star Wars. They affect all these wonderful, fucking great ass fucking franchises. I think, that's out there. yeah, Star Wars showed what's possible when you can create an entire, a whole entire world inside your stories instead of being just a story. It created a whole world around this story where it was so good at getting you completely in completely submerged in this world in this story you know what star wars it was did? completely immersive you know what star wars did what star wars helped you clearly. lose your virginity no <laughs> I have, i'm pretty sure there were some people that lost their virginity watching star wars at the drive-in I'll bet you. I'll bet. I guarantee it was. There was probably some kids that was created because of Star Wars. But what's, what George really did is he showed the world that you can have an imagination again. You can imagine things. We were stuck in a world of war. We was in the Vietnam War. All these bad things. Everything was negative. People wasn't using their imaginations no more. They wasn't getting took out. Movies wasn't taking people out of the moment. You know, you go to the movie, you went to the movies to bang some chick. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason people went to the movies back then. You know, I mean, you go make out. It's still a thing. watch movies. You know, now, when Star Wars came out, it took people out of the real world. Took people out of the problems. And even though them same type of problems was in the movie, it took you out of the problems that you was having. It caused you, even adult, to have an imagination again. To be able to use their imagination. And because you were able to use your imagination, other people were inspired and used their imaginations yeah. to create great shit from that point forward. It showed what could be done if somebody had enough passion in to do it. That no obstacle could, obstacle could not be overcome if you chose to do that. It inspired everybody. Look at what George did. I want to do that. Or I want to do this. I'm going out there and do that. You know what I'm saying? I want to make a fucking phone that I, I can carry in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I want to make a computer that can do this. Right. I want to do this. You know, and I, I want to have a fucking theater in my house so I can just watch all these wonderful movies that are coming out. It, it sparked the imagination and the creativity of the world. That's what George gave to all of us. And that's what makes it the greatest franchise ever. I have spoken. No, I don't. I, I have spoken. I have spoken. Oh, that was a good analogy. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> like, I didn't get that neither in Mandalorian. Like, I have spoken. I can shoot you in the face, too. <laughs> you just going to tell me what we're going to do? Who the hell are you? Um, got some news and rumors. Dude, I couldn't find that much, to be honest. So we'll let you go first, and I'll keep looking. But I couldn't right. really find much, uh, except for, well, here. Just click over. This is Alton Castle for the only news you need, the Net News. Okay. So, Garrison, you go first, because you said you couldn't find much. Okay. Only got so things. I did see one rumor, um, which was just flipping stupid about people talking about Disney selling Star Wars back and the possibility of George Lucas oh, buying no, it we back. I, we, we, I, 
I debunked that a few weeks ago. Yeah, but it came back, dude. I saw more news about it. Yeah. I saw it again. Uh, again, it's stupid. Stop thinking it's not going to happen. I wish it would. I wish uh, Star Wars, Disney, I, I wouldn't sell it back to George Lucas. I'd sell I it would. to HBO. Well, the only problem was selling I want, it back to I want to see HBO do it. I, I think HBO could do a good Star Wars. I want to see HBO reason do that I would say don't sell it back to George Lucas because George Lucas is very particular about the way he does shit, which causes big, giant gaps in between the things that he does. And I'm kind of, even though it's bad Star Wars, I'm kind of accustomed to now getting Star Wars every couple months. If I had to go 10 years, I'll be dead in 10 years. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait 10 years for more Star Wars to come out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't wait that long. You know, shit. I, I, I don't have the time for that. So, but I, but which I don't know because George might be, might see like if they sold Lucasfilms back to George and George had Dave and John and, 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 and all the people that's working and everything that has to do with Lucasfilms right now. I think George, I don't think he would let garbage Star Wars come out. But at the same time, I think he would see what the what the real capabilities of Star Wars could do. And because he's seen it with, you know, with, with uh, you know, the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch and um, Andor and stuff. I think that he would, I think he would just get, I think he would do things he would keep things roughly the same. I don't think we would get as much Star Wars content because we'd get better Star Wars content. But I think that now that he sees that it can be done, that Star Wars has that type of fan base, that he would keep the ball rolling. I don't think he would wait 10 years to come out with another trilogy or, you know, shit like he did before. I don't think he would do that. I don't think he would, you know, put them big gaps in there, which you never know. But I wouldn't mind seeing HBO or, you know, somebody else getting a hold of it and see what they can do with it Dude, see if they can make better I, stuff i would i would just love to see hbo take a crack at it they've been doing great work i haven't really seen too much from hbo that i've like hated um i don't know they just ha seem to have a better track record than disney does right now in my opinion <laughs> well right now ain't nobody got a track record has there been any, has anybody anybody in the chat um has anybody in the chat heard about if the writer's strike is over? I haven't heard anything about the writer's strike. It's actually like, did good they question. come to an agreement or anything? Because I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know, dude. Okay. Chris puts in the thing. Ahsoka's coming out August 23rd. Yep, that was one of the things yep. that uh, I was going to bring up. And they absolutely have released two all... They've released nine main characters that's going to be within the Ahsoka series that's confirmed. Of course, Ahsoka. Um, Sabine Wren is coming. Hera's going to be there. Uh, Balin Skull is going to be in it. Um, Shin Hati, that's the chick that Sabine is fighting in the new trailer. Uh, or the, the, the extended trailer. Morgan Elizabeth is going to be in it. Um, Hung Yang, the droid, the, the um, lightsaber making droid, Thrawn, and Ezra. They're all confirmed they're going to be within the series. Um, and then, of course, you know, Zeb is going to be there. They want to put Zeb in. And how high are your hopes? On Ahsoka? Yeah. My hopes I know, are very high. Dude, I know, I know it's going to be good. You and CJ have like this, like, trust in Filoni, right? 
But for me, like Filoni's like he's like obsessed with a little bit too much fan service. Well, and like instead no. of introducing new characters, it's like, hey, let's bring up all these old characters, and Go it's back. just a little annoying. Go back and watch Mandalorian season one and season two, and look at the move, the, the the ones that he did, the ones that he wrote. They're all great. The ones that Dave wrote, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Book of Boba Fett was Dave's project. I mean, it was um John's project. Dave, um, was well, it was more. John and uh, Robert Rodriguez is uh, that was more of their baby. Um, John did do some of the, I mean, they did do some of the writing in there, but I don't even think he wrote an entire episode. I think him and Dave wrote the final episode. And John is just more into special effects and big wows than John is, or than Dave is. And I think not only. Not only did Dave write the entire Ahsoka series, he's been writing this for a long time. This isn't something that he just started writing because they gave him the green light on the, the series. And one of the interviews I was watching with him, he said he's been writing it for like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? He's been writing this series. He just never, Dave was, he never got the green light to do it until now. So I think that Dave really put his heart and soul in here. Dave loves Ahsoka. And I don't, I'm not going to presume. I'm not going to hope. I know that it's going to be a good series. I know it's going to be because there's a story behind it. Dave writes stories. Um, Dave, you know, when you go back to look at the stuff that Dave wrote in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, they're good episodes. All his episodes that he's done has been good episodes, good story arcs and stuff. So I don't think I know that it's going to be. To me, when I if it's Dave, bad, I'm going to be pissed off. Dave to me is just. It's the same five fan favorite characters keep popping up, making cameos, Easter eggs, and flipping fan service that's John over and over. Is doing that. John uh, is the one. If you go back and look at all the episodes that John wrote in The Mandalorian, every one that John wrote is some type of fan service going on. It's not the ones that, that Dave wrote. It's the ones that John wrote. So, honestly, I believe that that I believe that Ahsoka is going to be is going to be good. I think Ahsoka's going to be really good. I think John's put a lot of years and a lot of thought into the way that he wanted to tell this story. Now, the big question is, are they going to drop all eight? Because John made a comment, or Dave made a comment that uh, he wanted to drop all eight episodes at one time so the fans could just, you know, run to him. Or is Disney going to put them out one at a time? Dave said he wanted to drop all eight of them just like they do, um, like, visions and stuff and let people just have eight hours of freaking Ahsoka and just binge watch the shit out of it um it's just telling whether or not which is that was just something that he said it's not something that was confirmed by any means but that's something that either way i hope that they do it every week because i don't want to try to watch eight hours of ahsoka straight but i think it would tell a better story if we could just watch them all straight through but um i think that it's i think Actually, I don't even think I know that it's going to be good. Dave put his heart and soul into this. And I think Dave's movie where he brings everything together, all the characters leading up to the First Order, bringing them all together, I think it's going to be, I think that's going to be, because uh, it's, it's just going to tie everything together and it's going to make, then we can start new. Even if the movie ain't good, it's going to lead us to a point that we can start new. We go right up to the First Order and the starting of the First Order, and then we move on from there into new territories. 
and I think that I think it's a good idea. I don't know. We'll have to see, but I know Ahsoka is going to be good. Um, I hope so. I mean, I, I, my hopes aren't high, like you, because I know you and CJ love Dave. My hopes aren't high, but I'm also like not expecting shit either. It's not I'm that just I love like, Dave. I'm not sure. I'm totally unsure about it. Is what I am. It's not that I love Dave. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I look at his work. It's like you're. It's like you're comparing. You know what I'm saying? Who would be two people that I could? It's like comparing Tony Gilroy to um, to freaking uh, what's his face? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, why is my brain not working? I just said his name earlier. I don't know. The dude that did uh, seven or eight. Eight. Yeah. Oh, um, golly. I don't, um. What the fuck is his name? Why can't I think of his he name? He who shall not be named. Yeah. He sh- who shall not be named is what it is. Um, f- flipping, uh, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. It's like comparing Tony Gilroy to Ryan Johnson. When it comes to story-wise, Tony Gilroy got it. Yes. Ryan Johnson's more into the special effects, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Or even J.J. Abrams, because J.J. Abrams is really into big special effects. J.J. Abrams also likes to shoot on 35mm. It gives it more of that cinematic feel. But Tony Gilroy is going to give you a story. Or, you know what I'm saying, even Quentin Tarantino. It's like comparing something like that. You know, somebody that's going to give you a story gonna break down a story for you and, and keep you captivated right that's how dave writes john writes big wows and special effects because that's what he's done you know what i'm saying that's basically the the movies that he has done have been all big special effects you know and it Chris makes a good point. He says, the only concern I have with Dave's movie is that there's going to be too many people trying to control what he does. It's one thing to create a TV series, but a movie where money is a key factor could be a concern. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if Dave's movie is going to be so. I think Ahsoka is going to be good, but I don't know. I did. only thing I'm, I'm excited about the movie because it ties everything into the first order. It's going to tie everything, you know, the Mandalorian. Dude, I, I am Ahsoka, not excited for this movie at all. Uh, Ahsoka, everything's going to tie in. To Are we talking about the, is he the one doing the movie with uh, Daisy Ridley? No. Oh, okay. That's no. a different Dave director. is doing the movie where it ties in all the series. It ties yeah. in, every, like, all the series is coming out after the Return of the Jedi. So basically, Ahsoka, um, Strike right, Crew, yeah. The Mandalorian, Mando. all that. I'm he's not excited. So he's for making that. a movie tying it all into where the First Order starts. Yeah, I'm not like super where, excited for that. So I gonna think see, it's going to be a mess. We're going to see where Luke Skywalker attacks Ben. We're going to see the creation of. Um, I think the creation of, of, of um, Snoke will come sooner than that. But all these things, and I don't know what movies or what TV series are coming out with after these ones, but they're all supposed to tie in. He's going to make the movie that finalizes it all, it ties in all the characters together, and it finalizes where the First Order comes in and comes into control. Dude, I'm more, understanding. That movie's going to be a mess. Just depends on how you tell the story. Because it, I, is it... 
From my understanding, it, the the movie with Dave is not supposed to have um, Daisy Ridley or nobody in it. That happens after the first over order has already came. I know, and takes over. So, it's supposed to lead up to the starting of the first order, show us the beginning of the first order to where we would start at um, at seven. So it's supposed to lead up all the way to that part. The one that's about Daisy Ridley, that's supposed to happen after the defeat of the first order. The one, the movie that I'm really excited about is Donna the Jedi. That's what I want to see. Um, now, I don't know. Andor season two cameo was teased by the producers. Um, I guess there's some cameos that are coming. Um, we're gonna have Mama Othmer in there, like, wasn't she part of the fucking movie in the first kinda, place? Yeah, kind of have you know to. <laughs> Partial K2SO, K2SO was announced that he'll probably be in it. Um, nice. Which I kind of figured that that was gonna happen because um, it's happening, you know four years per three episodes or some isn't that what it is every three episodes it's supposed to dude yeah it's supposed to take pretty big jumps yeah so i had a feeling that we'll see k2so um uh the white hair alien appeared in the set photo for season two of uh um uh morph 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 a gregorian gregorian Whatever, mm-hmm. whoever the hell that is. Um, and then one of the biggest characters remaining a massive question, and she's still saying that she hasn't been approached, was Felicity Jones um, being Jen, or- Jen Urso um, being in it. So they've asked her several times. No, I don't think so. If she's gonna if she's gonna be in a movie or in the in the series, she said no, but. It's one of those things is that she's been in the fucking news a lot. So, and as we see, if they keep putting them motherfucking yeah. in the news a lot, they end up but showing she, up. I, I thought she talked about, like, not being in it. She did. She did. She said, well, what she said, she said that there has been no talks to her about it. Like, you know. Oh, I thought she said she didn't want to be in it. Well, so did Daisy really. <laughs> no, nah, da- that's a lie. Daisy Ridley always wanted to be in it. There was never a doubt in my mind that Daisy Ridley didn't want to be in Star Wars. And then another fascinating uh, thing that I found: George Lucas showed up on the uh, on the set of The Mandalorian, and I guess he laid into John and Dave. Good. Um, so. Let me let me just go through and kind of read on the set of the Mandalorian director and writer Dave Filoni was given some tough love and guidance from George Lucas when the legend visited the set. The creator of Star Wars has been minimal involvement in the franchise since he sold it to Disney to showcase that point. Fans only recently learned that Lucas true feelings about Rogue One, according to the film's director and writer Dave Filoni, that he loved it. Lucas Rogue Oscarson, One. Yeah, because it was yep. good. Um, Lucas offered some nice little comments to Dave Filoni about the Clone Wars, Clone Wars final season as well. In an interview with Empire Magazine, the Mandalorian producer John Favreau shared what was like a Star Wars, what was like when Star Wars creator George Lucas to visit the set of the streaming series in the second season. The filmmaker compared Lucas to a martial arts teacher, adding the heat would give Dave Filoni a hard time in a very playful and caring way. George Lucas came onto the set like a martial arts teacher. How many setups did you get? You're not shooting fast enough. 
he would give Dave Filoni a hard time in very playful and caring way. He has nothing but tremendous care and respect for Dave. I think he sees Dave's creative life as an extension of the relationship that they had. Um, Rosario Dawson said it was like great to see him on set. You know what I'm saying? She was, I mean, like, yeah. it was like meeting the one of the biggest pe people ever. It feels so special and so legitimate to, and so real to have George Lucas be there. And it feel really nice in this birthing of Ahsoka on screen in live action to have both of the creators there. They, they were, there was really an excitement energy to it all. And George sprinkled his magic dust and it felt like a validation and approval. So George, and that was on the set of, um, it says right here that he also showed up on the set of, um, of uh, the Ahsoka series. So for George to show up on the set of Ahsoka series and say that they're doing a good job with it, with him and Dave's character, that's that's another thing that gives me a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, it's going to be good. Because if George is saying it's good, which, you know, this is what Dave is saying, I mean, or John is saying. Um, right. Also on the set of The Mandalorian, George Lucas met Grogu for the first time, and we've all heard that story. Um, George Lucas liked the little green guy um, who noted that Star Wars creator gave Dave Filoni a hard time and urged him to go faster. So why does Lucas have so little involvement? Well, for one, Star Wars is now entirely Disney property, so he doesn't have the same level of creative yeah. control that he once had. Even if everyone treats him like a legend, it's likely that Lucas, Lucas gets too involved uh, He'll slip back into a producer shot calling mode he once lived. He could still harbor a whirlwind of emotions from letting go of the world he created, putting him in a spot where he is easier to enjoy, all from afar. But he did say that he will be on set sometimes to make sure that they're doing a good job. For what? That was kind of cool. For. Yeah, so George is good. George, I guess George is from. From another article that I read, I guess George showed up to the set a lot for Ahsoka. Okay. Then so I that's another reason hope. that I know I might have hope. I might have hope that. Well, you got to think about it. When Dave was writing both the character of Ahsoka, he was writing it with George. Him and George was the, George was the executive producer over the Clone Wars. It was still part of Lucas Films then. So, you know, George made sure everything went the way that it was supposed to go. So when you look at that and you look at Dave writing this character, George was there the whole time. I guarantee George gave a whole lot of inspiration, a whole lot of, oh, no, you should write her like this. You should do this. You should do this type of thing. And to have him showing up on set of Ahsoka just kind of shows that he's still connected to that character. So because I was reading another article where they said that George has had showed up quite a few times on the set of Ahsoka. So I don't know if that was a request by Dave. It kind of is discerning that John is on set of Ahsoka too, but like, why is John there, man? John, go do your own right. shit. Get the fuck away from Ahsoka. You're going to fuck it up. You're going to be like, here, put this big explosion right here that it wasn't needed to be. You know what I'm saying? Or something, but I don't know. It just gets me more exciting that George is, is showing up and helping Dave out. You know what I'm saying? That, that. Chris says, I bet Ray's movie gets canceled. I would like to see that. 
I, I, I would like to see Ray's movie get canceled. I hope Ray's movie gets canceled. I mean, but I, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't think Disney likes canceling stuff we're looking forward to. I don't, I won't mind to see that because I kind of want to see what happened afterwards. Like, what did she do? Like, they just kind of left it there. I'm a Skywalker. Cancel Ray Skywalker it. into the movie. You're like, what happened after that? Like, did she die? You know, did, did she go teach some other Jedi? Did she become a rogue Jedi that's just flying around the galaxy fixing shit? Did she train other new Jedi's? Is that the point of them showing us the kid lifting the broom up? You know, what, what, what like, I, I kind of left a little to bit of a cliffhanger. So I kind of want to see what happens after that. And Daisy really is not a bad actor. She did a good job. It, it wasn't her fault that the, the the stories was bad. It wasn't her. She, or, she's a little uncoordinated. I will say that. It wasn't her. It wasn't, you know. It's kind of hard. It wasn't. Hold on. It is kind of hard watching her lightsaber fight because she's a little weird with her movements. Yeah, but I mean, it's she's not a bad actor. And the more she acts, the better she'll get. Just like any actor. You watch the first movie that they ever made, they sucked. I don't care who it was. <laughs> it was terrible in their first movie. They get better the more that they do it. And practice makes perfect. But, you know, and I didn't I didn't mind Ray's character. That's not the part. I didn't like the story. Because basically the first one, they just stole New Hope again. The second one, they killed Luke off like a punk. And then the third one was just nonsensical because they brought back fucking Palpatine. Like, dude, this dude is dead. Like, let him be dead. Fuck, why are you always bringing back the bad guys? Like, these bad guys got nine lives like cats, man. I'm tired of this shit. It just made, like, the all the other Star was, Wars. What was the point? The, the whole story of the, the sequel trilogy was not a good story. It did, the story just was, it was jumped all over the place. It was not good. You had too many directors, too many people's hands in it. And Chris made a big comment, you know, a good comment about people, too many people having their hands in the cookie jar. And so I think that that's where one of the bad parts is at. But if, so I don't mind seeing her movie if there's somebody comes in and they make a good movie, it got some good story. Ray as a character, you know, John Boyega coming back. I wouldn't mind seeing John Boyega again, Poe. I wouldn't mind seeing none of them come back. Oscar um, coming back. I wouldn't mind seeing them coming back. What happened afterwards? I want to know what happens after. There, there's more to the story than that. But you got to make a good story. If you make a bad story, it's just going to be like the sequels. It's going to be garbage and it's just going to make everybody hate it. You got to make a good story. And they got right. a new director, new writers and everything right in the story so I, yeah but I, the thing is for me it's like the whole premise of ray everything we know about ray is it's all tainted because of the sequels i think if we're gonna stick with this ray character we need to start over we need to rewrite her i don't know people you got too many fans that like ray it would be stupid for them to come in and so. bring somebody in and try to market a whole new character as being her when Daisy really is Ray. That's like they're having a hard enough time trying to remarket fucking Luke Skywalker because Mark Hamill don't want to do it no more. He's like, dude, just recast it. Get somebody already, else to do it. I don't. I'm, I'm, she already I'm, ruined Luke. Like, I don't. I don't want to do Luke no more. Luke is dead. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't want to do Luke no more. And so you know they're gonna get a. No matter who they cast, they're gonna get bashed for it. They could cast the best actor in the world and they'll get bashed for it no i'm fine with the casting the casting is not what irritates me about ray i'm saying if you're gonna do any i think ray's a tainted character i think you're done with ray scratch ray completely nah, so i'm not think. talking about recasting ray oh i'm talking about getting rid of her completely no nah, i don't think i don't think that they'll do it i think no they won't 
they're they're going to bring her out, and they're going to try to redeem her. And hopefully, they got good writers, and they got uh, a good. The, the director is pretty good, so we, they've already told us who the director is. I just can't. Do you think his name she's later. redeemable though, without yeah, rewriting the character? I think she's redeemable if they make her realistic. And her, her not flying and being able to yeah, but she's already body. not realistic. That's the thing. I mean, you can, but you can, you can go back and, you know, you can, you can redefine the character by where she has come. She's older; it's ten years in the future. You know what I'm saying? You can redeem, you can redeem her character, and you can redeem her, uh, uh, John Boyer Finn. You can redeem him as her being one of his apprentice, uh, him being one of her apprentices, like they did in the in the um, Lego series. You know, there's redeemable qualities, and if they're doing what Jedi are supposed to be doing and fighting against bad guys and and doing what they're supposed to be doing, it's it's a redeemable. But just don't make Empire Strikes Back again, because that's what I'm scared of. They're just gonna turn around and the Force First Order is gonna come back, and it's gonna be a new bad guy, and it's gonna be you're just gonna make Empire Strikes Back, and it's gonna be stupid. Like, don't do that. Like, <laughs> it's done. Like, the, the sequels is over. Redeem the characters, you know, make the characters, make a new story. Don't just keep trying to play off of what's already be done. And we know Disney is good at doing that. I think that it'll be good. I really, I, I think it could be good. But I, I don't have no high expectations for it. I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh, that movie's going to be fucking great because it got Daisy Ridley in it. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 honestly, I think it's going to be trash. But until I see it, I don't know. Until I see what Disney comes up with, and if if they do if they do it right, it'll be good. If they don't do it right, it's going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? It it just it's up to the writers, and it's up right. to to what Disney and Kathleen Kennedy Green lights. If Kathleen Kennedy Green's like some garbage, then it's going to be garbage. It's just, and then it got to go up the up the chain from Kathleen Kennedy up to the Disney the Disney. Uh, um, Execs and they got to look at it and they if they say it's good and it'll be good if they say it's bad and it's not gonna happen. I just I don't know I just I don't have high expectations for it. The only movie that I really have high expectations for is Dawn of the Jedi because it's like how can you fuck that up? Like it is it, it's a completely new story. I mean it's 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 based off the book. They got Tim working on it, so you know what I'm saying. Tim Tim's already said he'll give fucking. You know what I'm saying? He'll consult on it and, and help the writers write the story. And we're going back in time to the very beginning of the Jedi and the Sith. It's like, dude, it's an open platform at this point. You can do whatever you want. It's like, I don't see, like, unless you just do some really dumb shit and just right. have a really bad story, you can't fuck that up. Like, that's the only one that I have high expectations for. I don't see them being able to fuck that up too bad. Unless they're just stupid, which we are talking about Disney here and they could do it, but. I don't. I, I have oh, high expectations God. for that. But I Chris think that's says, the movie that's coming out the longest away, right? That's the 2029 movie. Yeah. I might be dead before then, so I might ever get to see. <laughs> Chris says there's a theory going around that the Inquisitor in the Ahsoka trailer might be a Star Killer clone. Dude, don't do that. Please don't do that. Well, we know that he's a clone of a Jedi. Um, because if they're doing here to the Empire, the, the 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 Jedi that was in there was a bad guy. Um, it, he was a clone of a Jedi. That's how Thrawn cloned him, and then kind of well, Thrawn didn't clone him. He was already a clone, and then he escaped, and he was out. And then Thrawn got him and 
basically brainwashed him into thinking that he was on that Thrawn was the good guys and Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Leia and the uh, the Republic was the bad guys. So I don't know what I have to see. It just all it all it it just all depends because the the. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know. Wait a no. minute. I, I just don't have much hope right? in no, yeah. Disney. So who's doing the... So I thought they named it the, the new movie here to the Empire. Ain't that the Dave Filoni they, here to the Empire? I don't, they named the movie that? I don't remember that. Or was that just the name of the series? I'm over here tripping. I, my brain ain't it was working a right. book. I was just looking at that shit like earlier. Which one is... Is it the movie? No. I didn't. I don't remember seeing that. That's the book. I know they were kind of going in that direction, but they've already screwed up so much stuff that I don't think they can. I think they caught it here. They're already the so off. Oh, man. Was that Dave Filoni's movie that they call Here to the Empire? I'm pretty sure it was. No, there's no movie called Heir to the Empire. I was just looking at that shit. Where the hell was it at? Oh, maybe there is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is it Dave Filoni's movie? It's a rumor. It's a rumor. It's not actually called that. I know it's not actually called here to the empire, but it's ba it's supposed to be based off of here to the empire. That's a rumor. Yeah. So I guess it would be Dave Filoni's film because he's he's really into the. Uh, I mean, it would have. He would I use mean, that I guess type that of technology, sense. and it would lead up really good. I don't think I don't think it's Ahsoka. going to be heir to the Empire though. I think it's you have to rewrite it. Like it's a completely well, different story. You have story. to rewrite it because Leia's dead, Han ain't around. Yeah, Which there was something I was reading that they was bringing back the, the actor from Solo to be in a movie. It was rumored that he was. Uh, um, uh, uh, whatever his name is, the dude that played Han Solo and Solo, that they were bringing him back. I th I honestly think they need to just start new, start fresh, get into some other stories with different characters. But I don't know how they could do that too, because then they're gonna have to get a, get a different character to play Ray Stevenson. What? Because Ray Stevenson passed away. That's the dude that plays the fucking the bad guy in fucking the Ahsoka series. So if oh, he's yeah, supposed to be yeah. a clone of somebody in the movie that that if they're basing the movie over here, the Empire and like using him as the clone bad guy, the clone Jedi that becomes the Sith because he believes that whatever Thrawn tells him. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's why I'm saying you just kinda need to you need to start fresh. Like I don't know. With Donna the Jedi, if they go back in time with Donna the Jedi and start exactly. and start working forward, then start fresh. There's a lot of Leading all the way up to a new hope. There's a lot. You got the High Republic. You got the Old Republic. You got Dawn of the Jedi era. You got the High Republic era. You got the the or the the Old Republic era. You got the, the High Republic era. Like other than the books, you can rewrite that any way that you want it and create whatever you want, because the books technically ain't canon. So you could come in and do a Revan and do it the way you wanted it, which I don't think that's a good idea. Or you could do a Bane and do it the way you wanted, or a Dolph Malgus, or and and move from that point forward and and, and go from Dawn of the Jedi all the way up to New Hope. You got all that time period that's just open, and with all these High Republic books, and these High Republic books is pretty good books. You could definitely do some some creative shit, and the High Republic books are canon, so 
you know what I'm saying? They're they're they were created by Disney, so they are definitely you could make them movies. There's so much that they could do. They could go back in time. Now going beyond the 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 rise of Skywalker or the Skywalker uh, uh, films, when you get to Ray to go past there, you kind of have to continue with Ray because Ray is the last Jedi. You know, she's the very last Jedi. So you have to continue with her because that's where you left the cliffhanger at. I'm Ray Skywalker. Nah. You kind of have th to continue with I, her. I, I think you don't continue with her. I think you scrap you go it. Go back in she time. Was trash. And I don't know. How are you going to just start over again? Where are you going? What characters are you going to start with? That's, you start fresh. You go uh, um, Dawn of the Jedi. Well, Dawn of the Jedi is the beginning. Yeah. That's the very start. That leads up to New Hope. Yeah, but it's so far in the future that it's like no, it's, it's a completely so different story. Twenty five thousand. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. BBY. No, Luke Skywalker and Ray is so far in the future that it, it, you don't even have to bring that up ever again. You get rid of Ray completely. You scrap not her from the history books. Though you, Disney's not going to get rid of their character. They're, they're going to expand on their character because there's such a big, uh, but they such suck. a big fan base. <laughs> but there's still a giant is fan there, base. Yes, I feel man, like there's, there's a huge not that family. much. Man, you know how many people love the sequels? There's a lot of people that love the sequels. Because that was their first experience to Star Wars. Just because we've been around Star Wars, and we've seen Star Wars, and we've seen the prequels and, the, and, and originals and all the Clone Wars and all that stuff. Some people, their very first Jedi they ever seen was Rey. Yeah, but I so still feel... Rey. Look how I, many cosplayers cosplay Rey. Like yeah, because she's like one of the only regular-looking female Jedi. Yeah, but I mean, it's she's just, the only mainstream female-looking Jedi who you don't have be, to put makeup they're, they're, on for. But if you look at all them people, most of them people are younger people. This was their first, their first time ever seeing Star Wars. So to them, Luke is like, who is Luke? It's all about Ray. Yeah, but I feel like more fans dislike Ray than like Ray. Nah, I bet you, it's, I bet you, it's probably fifty-fifty. You think so? Yeah, I bet you it's fifty-fifty. Look it up. I bet you it's about 50-50. All the older fans, because you got to remember, you have the original trilogy fans didn't like the sequel or the prequels when they first came out. They Everybody said that shit was garbage, hated Christensen as a terrible actor, fucking Ewan McGregor. Now, it, then they came out with the sequel. So all the original trilogy people didn't like the prequels until the sequel came out. And then when the sequels came out, everybody started loving the first six and everybody hated the sequels. But you got a lot of do fans that just love the sequels and they hate the original six we had one on the show look at ray i mean look at uh look at Ch charlie charlie loved the sequel trilogy yeah, she loved the sequel know, yeah trilogy. yeah so but i mean you gotta think she's about crazy it. she's crazy just because we don't like it but i also it's not it's not even that i don't like the sequel trilogy i just think it was it was a bad written story it was a terrible it that it was story. It was like the acting wasn't bad. The cinematography and all that stuff was good. The the, the special effects and everything they did was was good. I loved it. J.J. Abrams shot seven and nine on thirty five millimeter film. That always makes a better cinematic look. You know, so I just didn't like the story. And it starts with the story. It really, it literally does. Like anybody that tells you in movies. It starts with the story. If you have a bad story, no matter what special effects, no matter what music you put to it, no matter what you do to it, if the story is bad, it's going to be bad.
you gotta have a good captivating story to keep the the, the, the fans at all but you take somebody that's never seen that this is all brand new to them so they don't know about good and especially young people a lot of young people the movies that they're getting are not all right Chris we'll see you later are not you know what I'm saying they're used to they're used to big special effects and no story they're used to that a lot of movies come out like that so that's for true them to see all that, the Avengers it, were like that so it's you know it's just big special effects and the stories is just like what the fuck is going on you know what I'm saying and that's a good us, point that's a good somebody point. that's a filmmaker like myself or somebody that's been in the industry i look at it and i say back and say well, what, what the fuck is going this is on shit. this is shit but somebody <laughs> like you know my son he's gonna say back and be like this is one of the greatest movies because that's the type of shit that he like he don't care about that's stories true. you want to see shit blow up and fucking facts action shit and a lot of cut scenes and you know what i'm saying and that's exactly People how the sequels simple turn off your brain entertainment yeah, that's, that's true. You know, so there's all attention span. But in yeah, all honesty, fair. I I want to see what's what happened to Ray and Finn and 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 Poe. I want to see what happened after the after that because they just ended it. That's it. My name is Ray Skywalker, and it was done. Like, okay, what happened afterwards? But that's good marketing. That's good promotion. That's where you want to live. People is on a cliffhanger. So when you come out with the new movie that they already been planned, this been planned for a long time. They just let the, the, the devastation of the people that didn't like it die down. And now they'll come out with a, a new one. And hopefully it's a good movie and they got good writers and they got a good story. And they come out with something that's good and they redeem it. And it can't be redeemed. Nothing. There's nothing that can't be redeemed. There's nothing that can't be redeemed. But you got to put the time and the work and effort in it. And you got to have good story. Because that's what everybody didn't like. it. If you listen to everybody's complaints about... The sequel trilogy is all about the story. If you really listen to the things that they talk about, they're talking about the story. Like it, it, it didn't make sense. What what was going on? Why did Luke die like that? Why would Luke die like that? When especially if anybody that knows anything about Legend Luke, where they took the idea of the Force projection at, like why would he die from that? This dude Force projected an entire fleet of Star Destroyers. You know what I'm saying? But him him doing himself he died like what the fuck it just didn't make sense then they brought back palpatine and then you know all this cloning shit and everything it just it just made for a bad story and it's not so much even the writer's fault it, it had a lot to do with the director jj abrams is a good director but he, he's another like dave filoni he likes big explosions and and a lot of you know sam you know a lot of that wow factor type shit instead of the story so the story don't have to be good he thinks he can make the movie good by a lot of fucking effects but that's what people like nowadays we just i just don't like that i'd rather have a good like i'd rather watch two guys argue about god in an apartment building for fucking two hours that has good dialogue and a story behind it then i would watch something that has a bunch of effects but that's just me i'm a writer so you know what i'm saying i write stuff so when i'm writing i'm writing a story I write stories. I don't write big wow effects and boom, blow up, blow this up and explode this and fucking laser bolts flying everywhere. I don't write that. I write a story. And if them things are involved in the story, then I put them in the story. But if they're not involved in the story, they don't need to be there. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. All right. Y'all want to get to the quote or not? Is that the quote? The quote. The quiz. The, quote, the quiz. No, wrong show. Wrong show, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's right. do it. Stop right there, you rebel scum. 
Alright, so it kind of sucks that you're by yourself because this one's kind of hard. God damn. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, in general, these quizzes are a lot harder because I'm probably like the worst at them. Okay, question number one. What is the name of the Ewok that stole the speeder bike to create the diversion and return to the Jedi? Um, I only know like two Ewoks names. So Wicket or Chirpa? Nope. Okay. <laughs> There's another like Whipple or something, but that's that's about it. <laughs> Anybody in the chat know? Whip, Anybody in the whip, chat? Whip, whipple, Whittle, 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 Whickle. Okay. It's Paplo. 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 Yeah, Paplo. I'm sorry. I'm way off. Golly. I'm a disappointment. Hey, shit. Most of these questions I don't know the answer to. The only reason I know them because I wrote them. <laughs> I went and do, through and did the research and wrote them. Anjaku. There are worms that attack prey from under the sand. What are the name of those worms? Uh, worms. <laughs> well, yeah, they're called worms, but what type of worms are they called? They have a name. A sandworm. Nope. Timmy. <laughs> Timmy! Walker. Is that part Giant of the Ewok? Worms. The Ewok. Giant worms. Okay. I know that the chat is behind, so I don't want to go too fast. Spice, Spice worms. worms. Nope. They're called night watch worms. Night watch worms? Yep. Huh. Okay. This one might be a little bit easier. On which side of the island does the Jedi Temple set where Luke is hiding on Octo? The north side. Nope. The south side. <laughs> nope. East well, side. I mean, there's only four sides, so you you don't fucking I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it eventually. <laughs> It's at the west end of the island on the highest peak. Of course, my last guess. <laughs> okay. This one's kind of How many restaurants does the Cantino Casino have in it? Three. No. Nah, this is a big casino. Like seven. Nope. I, yeah, I don't know. 22. Jeez. Holy shit, how big you is this place? Every type of cuisine in the galaxy in the Canto in the Canto Casino. There's 22 restaurants. Okay, what type of AT does the first order use in the Battle of Crate when they confront the resistance and when they crate, crate. confront the resistance forces and fire upon Luke? Oh. What type of ATs are those? Uh Oh, that's a great question. Because they're not ATSTs. They're AT somethings. I know that. Yeah. Well, they're called AT somethings, but what is it? AT what? Come on, chat. Get in here. ATSTs, ATETs, ATWTs. Nope. AT herpes. <laughs> AT herpes. <laughs> <laughs> you ate some herpes? Uh, got herpes now. No, it was the ATM sixes. M sixes, really? Where oh, was the bottle okay. of Hoff shot? Where did they film it at in the Empire Strikes Ooh, Back? Ooh, that's a great question. Canada. Uh, no. Uh, Greenland. No. Somewhere in Scandinavia. Uh, it's definitely Scandinavian. 
right, I'm just going to give you the answer because I don't know if this is Norway. It's in Norway. Yes, it is. Scandinavia. Boom. It's Finnish Norway. Is where they shot it at. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Canada, it was going to be somewhere like Scandinavia. Um, who designed and created the miniature set for the Coruscant Street Chase and Attack of the Clones? George Lucas? No. Well, I mean, of course he did. He's the one that wrote it. But who designed hey, so the miniature? The who designed the miniature set? You know, it was a miniature set that they created, and then they filmed it, and then they put the actors in it. Dude, how would I know that? <laughs> That's I don't know. Okay, I didn't figure anybody was gonna get this. It's Grant Umara. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty tough question. That was if anybody got that question right, mad respect. Hats yeah, off to you. Because I didn't even know until I wrote it. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Star Wars team leader said part of it was shooter admin Adman Savage. What happened to Yoda's lightsaber after he loses it in his battle with Sidious? Uh, he found it. <laughs> no. He got the fuck out of there. <laughs> Actually, a great question. Uh, it was destroyed. Yes, it was destroyed. But how? Well... He really didn't keep it? I figured he found it. Oh, he lost it. it. Remember, I guess, knocked out of his Yeah. Head. Okay, so here goes the answer. It was publicly thrown into a firmness by Masamata and destroyed. Publicly. Oh, so it was like a ceremony, like, fuck the Jedi. Uh. It rolled under the throne. Um, what makes the Gamorrean axe that Jabba's guards use so intimidating? It's a giant fucking axe. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons. But there's another reason. It's held by like a nasty flipping pig. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty intimidating too, but that's not the answer. Jeez, oh, I don't know. These axe, the axes actually contain viral generators. Oh, so like the like fibro blades? Yep. Yeah, Star Wars team leader had it. Yep, kind Star of. Wars team it had a vibrant blade. Hi, bro. <laughs> we know what you were saying. It's our worst team leader. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Who manufactured the SDK4 assassin droids we see in the Clone Wars animated series? The spider-looking droids. Who manufactured them? The uh, Separatists? Yeah, sort of. You know, the Separatists was buying them from whoever the fuck was making them to you know, use against the fucking clone troopers. Dude, so you're asking for like the company? Um, yeah, you that's should a great know this question. one. This one is actually the easiest question that there is. What? Yeah. How is this the easiest question? This is the easiest question. Yeah. Uh, which Hudson side of the fucking island was pretty easy? Because all you had to do is guess. But uh, Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> Elon Musk created. Elon Musk was a separatist. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk sounds like a separatist. Let's be honest. Uh -huh. <laughs> He'd be a separatist. Uh, all right. So anybody in the chat? Come on, chat. Who manufactured the SDK-4 droid? Assassin droids in the Clone Wars animated series. SDK-4. By two. No. It's the SD-K-4. All right. 
So it was the tech techno union created them. Oh, that was easy. Yep. Yeah, it was very easy because the techno union created all the damn Troys. <laughs> techno union is yeah. after disposal count. So that is, that was question number 10. So we are God done. damn it. Couldn't get one. I didn't get, no, I had Norway. I knew Norway. Yeah, yeah, that was my Norway. third guess, so I don't know if that counts, but I kind of got, got it. You got it. <laughs> Star Wars team leader got viral, Blade. He also got, well, is Norway in the UK? Norway part of no. the UK? No, I no it's think. not. Um, and J-Dog was pretty close on the, um, on how many restaurants. He said 25, it was actually 22. Which That's a lot of crazy. restaurants. Which sounds... I know one thing. I gotta fucking get this shit off of PDF, the, the fucking books. I gotta get this shit on regular shit because some of the shit I'm like, dude, I could have swore I highlighted this shit and it's not showing up in the highlights and I'm like, dude, did I already ask this question? <laughs> like, I, I swear I might have asked this question already. This uh, seems very familiar. But that concludes today's show where we discussed the amazing Star Wars and how it influenced pop culture and just all culture in the world because it did it just basically changed the entire world because that's how dope Star Wars is we will be doing another uh, we will be doing the next video which is Rogue One watch party sometime this month I don't know when because it's going to be kind of hard yes. we might because we, we got a lot of shit going on because I, I didn't realize I had this much shit going on I got my fucking well, I got Father's Day and my wife's birthday is on the same day. So that's, uh, what, next Sunday or the Sunday after next. Then yeah, it's my anniversary be a busy day. is on the 29th. So that weekend, me and my wife are going to do something. So like the next, what is it, the next two weekends? Yeah, because the 18th is Father's Day and my wife's birthday. Then... So I guess we could do it on the 25th. Alfred on the 25th. 20th. My anniversary is on the 29th. So we'll be celebrating that on the 1st and the 2nd. So that. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, no, I definitely can't do it. Tomorrow. I'll have to check the calendar. No, no, so no. Not tomorrow. We're, we're probably doing it on the 25th. So we're going to be doing a lot, the watch party on the 25th of Rogue One, which is one of the greatest Star Wars movies ever made. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Um, I agree. But right. we'll definitely be doing that. It's not an opinion. It's this fact. Month. Um, Star Wars team leader. I will. I, I work on a poster um, probably today or tomorrow, um, so I could get a. I, I got to do. I got to go to the studio and uh, actual film studio to work on the short films I'm doing. But I'm gonna try to get some time. I'm gonna make uh, a flyer for you and, and email it to you. Um, I'm pretty sure I got your email address, so uh, I'll email it to you. Um, and other than that, I think we're all done. Thank you for watching Lightsaber Radio. Remember to stay outrageous and may the force be with you always. And uh, make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to LSR. If you've enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback, feel free to email us. You can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms. Lightsaber Radio is produced by PicFilm Media and is a Swaycast original starring Garrison Turcott, CJ Elliott, and Kyle McDaniel. And don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far, far away.